podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Thank you for joining us. My mic is on. Uh, yeah. This is uh, season 18, episode 19 of Happy Jack's RPG podcast. My name is Stu. This is Stork. I'm Jason. I am probably Tim. This is Jib. We're not twitching this, right? Twitching? Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're twitching. Oh, the camera's in. Yeah. That one, right there. Yeah, you, yeah, you look, guys look great. Cool. No, you look great. <laughs> Thank you. Aw. <laughs> Aw. All right. Um, so we had a convention, and the convention show... Let me just explain it to people very quickly. The convention show... I, I messed up the setting on the recorder, and it didn't record through the soundboard and all the shit I hauled out. So all the so cabling that we did was... D- for nothing. It was ah, for nothing. Excellent. It was for nothing. I blame Tim. I do, too. That's what I'm here for. That right. makes the most sense, I think. Um, so, I mean, we uh, dur- over the course of several episodes, we'll probably talk about some things that happened at the con, sure. et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. I don't want to front load a whole episode with it, though. but we can, we can, we can do that. Um, the other thing is... Um, uh, for those of you who listen to the actual plays, I think there's three more sessions of Moat, and then you're going to take over during the run of fair for nine weeks? Nine Sundays and, in a row. And what are you going to run? Uh, D&D 5th edition, mm-hmm. and it is a, a campaign of my own devising, but set in the world of Eberron. So if you know Eberron at all, uh, I will ruin it, and you'll never love it again. Um, <laughs> but, um, As you should, sir. I, those settings are just suggestions. You're right. not supposed to be. They're not canonical. Right. Well it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not set in one of the canonical cities. There's a an island that nobody knew about before. So, right. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a world get created. It's a nine week run that uh, it's a, a campaign I've always sort of dreamed about actually maybe submitting to get published at some point. Oh, so cool. maybe, maybe not. But uh, it's fun anyway. So so really, it's just a big test play. Yeah, yeah, play test. Awesome. And, uh, Isn't you know, everything? Whatever happens, happens. Awesome. And Can you give us a hint? You're gonna, um, everybody plays bards? <laughs> uh, I actually haven't a thought for that. Th- there is a tavern mm-hmm. and a mountain. Yes. A giant. A giant. And some undead. Hmm. Well, that sounds unique. Yep. Yeah, no, no one's ever seen this before. Brand new. Sorry, sorry, Stu. Wait, are we, are we actually broadcasting? Because I'm not sure... Oh, I'm sorry. I need to switch the thing. You guys are supposed to tell me that. They're supposed to complain. Well, I did because of the camera. Oh, yeah. There they go. Yeah, they have been complaining. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. 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 <laughs> Hello again. How's it going? This is still new, and I'm getting all of the texts in the world now. I was going <laughs> to say that. Turn, turn on the camera. What's wrong with you? No, no. I'm getting all the texts like for oh. the last week. Are now showing up on this computer because I just booted it. Oh, yeah, uh, video right. not on for the cast. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it is. Now we're on. Yeah. And on Monday we're doing the last episode of this, Vast this Monday. We're doing the last session of Vast Dominions. It's going to be a cliffhanger. Okay. Because there's going to the, the the sort of element I was going to introduce. I'm going to introduce and then then we're done. It'll be done until a overhaul of the. the there's a there's a, a slight overhaul of the of the system that's going to happen. Not a lot's going to change, but a few little tweaks. Cool. Here and there. Um, so two weeks after that, we're going to start running. Uh, is it two weeks or the week after that? It's March thirteenth. It's oh no 13th. no that's uh, yeah that the week after that is Dave. Right the on doing rifts the rifts game right, right. yeah now it's good it's March thirteenth and we're going to be playing Masks the Next Generation. 
Uh, teenage superheroes in Star Trek. No. Oh, okay. Although you know, <laughs> now see, because because we have because we play to find out. <laughs> hmm. You never we, know. we don't know. We'll, we'll, it could happen. We will find out what happens in Halcyon City. Excellent. So excellent. That's a powered by the apocalypse. It's a powered by game. the apocalypse game. Um, and three of us have played it. Yep, I'll um, be there. I'm, you'll have Jason's to deal with my stupid face twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, and mine because I'm in your. Oh right, yes. Game. So it's it's very cyclical. But a lot but of stupid to, faces to the offset next, the stupid faces. Weeks. We do get Gina. Okay. Oh yeah, that's for, true. For both of those, yeah. excellent. So you know, it'll be goodness. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it'll be fun. We're gonna do, I think, six sessions of that. Okay. During fair. So those of you that were concerned, there is actual plays happening while Stu and Kimmy and myself and is Kimmy that's, is Kimmy fairing? Maybe. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, anyway, all right. That's let's let's not put too fine a point out. The point being, there will be actual plays. There will be games. We are there will gone. be games. Yes, and thank you guys for running that stuff while oh, sure. I'm yes, off totally awesome. doing the fair thing. Oh, it's my will, pleasure. That will be yeah. that will be awesome. Um, Always happy to run a game. Get my thing here. Hold on. We have a show to do. We do have a show. To we do. have a show to do. Can I can I talk about one thing? Talk from about the one con thing real quick. Uh, because on Sunday morning I ran uh, straight Apocalypse World mm-hmm. for uh, some of our, our listeners, and uh, we had Kurt Hanna and Kurt Potts and Sia Dave and uh, Jim Waters' fiance Blair, mm-hmm. um, and it was Blair's second game or third game ever. And David never played an Apocalypse World game, but it was spectacular. It's one of those games I wish I had a recording of. Right. Because it went mm-hmm. so well. It was just so awesome. You're fighting. Your dogs are in open revolt. Something yeah, happened. Probably. Well, I, I, I have Citronella bark collars I can put on mm, there. Okay. <laughs> can I just make an observation? Notice, um, when, I, when I went to uh, the con this year, I played in a lot of um, uh, homebrews. And independent games, it seems like there were a lot more people beta testing and alpha testing games, systems, games this oh, year yeah. that they've invented yeah, yeah. stuff than I've ever seen before. Uh, That's really cool. was out here with another new game. He's the guy that does uh, Laughing Moon. Uh, yeah. uh, Mike Roses, was, uh, who's a guy I game with before, does a Power by Apocalypse stuff. And he's doing... Anyway, there seem to be a lot of more homebrew games going on this con I than did I've notice, ever seen before. It was I, very cool. I did notice on the, the, con- the listing of games... A lot of them put in homebrew mm-hmm. or playtest or something like that. Yeah. So, I think every people, game I didn't sign up for anything. So every game I got into was a pickup game, and it was mostly homebrewed stuff. And we, you know, to, to varying degrees of success, but I just have never seen that many in one place all at once. It was astonishing. I, I think it's just fabulous to see more and more people just actually producing games. Yeah, because. Mm-hmm. All of us who are gamers at some point went, I'm going to write a game. I'm yeah. going to write a game. Yeah. Right. And, you know, back in the day, it just really wasn't, a, wasn't possible. They were all derivative. Anyway. I mean, well, yeah, there's a, there's a high bar of entry if you want to be a publisher. Because right. you had to be able to put up money to print books, and you have right. to get them distributed and get them into people's hands somehow. And f- either See, that or... even got further than me, because the rest of us just made a game, and it never got further than that. You know, right. It's like half done. Right. It's like, right. I'm, this is never going to be a but now, I'm not Gary Gygax. But that, now you can self-publish. Drive-through RPG can, if yeah. you want right. a distrib- um, distribution network. I mean, and, and with advances in technology, you've got... You, you can make a really pretty PDF, and maybe yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. point. Maybe that's why we're seeing more. And of I them think that's why we're seeing a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I, I have some bad news for people who think they're going to make a fortune. Uh, 
<laughs> writing games because you're not. No. no, that's not why we do it. That's, no. But that's not why we do it. You know, um, uh, Mook's book, How to Be Gerbs GM, at one point was the number three title for several months running <clears throat> on uh, E23. E23. I mean, he's got to be retired now and have an island, right? No. Really? No, no. he's got to have a house and that book pit. I'm verklempt. No. I, no. Really? It's, it's, no. I'm. I have no. I'm astonished. Back when I had my publishing company, around uh, when Gen Con was in Southern California, mm-hmm. they did it for three years in SoCal, and uh, I went to a bunch of um, publishing uh, keynote type things, and one of the guys there was the guy who did um, Cheap Ass Games. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, James. Uh, yeah. And also, uh, Stephen Long was was one of the speakers in that one. Oh yeah, from Hero. From Hero, right? And what they said is, they said, "Don't start a game business unless you like business more than games." Yep. Yeah. Steve Jackson it, said the same thing. Yeah, because ab- between insults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that came out of his idea machine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we actually we had Shane Hensley on as well. I think I, I pointedly asked him. I said. So, you know, you you still have a day job, right? You're not sitting in a, an ivory throne watching somebody goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I still have to. And he's, you know, Shane Hensley, arguably, Savage yeah. Worlds, you know, one of the more popular game systems oh, out sure. there, yeah. still has a day well, job. I, so I, that, that's very the, telling. Pro- definitely in the top five, I would yeah. imagine. That's uh, very telling. Part of, the, part of the deal, though, is that the, the profit margin is really low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you sell, if, if it costs, if you sell a book for 10 bucks, we'll take Savage Worlds, for example, because... The deli- the Explorer's Edition is $10. Um, and it costs $3 to print that book. And it costs you $2 to ship that book. If you warehouse that book, that physical copy of that book, if you warehouse it for six months, you're losing money. And then I heard that artists want to get paid for their artwork. What? And, and, so and so do layout people. Yeah, right. that's not, that's and editors, editors. Editors. What is wrong with these the people wanting, wanting to get paid for stuff? Apparently yeah, it costs that's to ship them to people, too. Yeah. And, to, and, to, and to stores that want money. Up front. It's crazy. Yeah. But people want money. Freelancers, too. Right, free freelancers are not free. No, no. Nope. freelancers want to be. Yeah. They should be that's, paid uh, lancers. That's not yeah. how it works. They, they should be. Yeah, they should be it's paid a misnomer. It's should totally be paid, a misnomer. Paid lancers. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. Sorry. No, I, that's, I, I, I think it's great. I'm I'm very excited to see more and more uh, you know, games coming out. Highlight of the con? Anybody? What's that? Top highlight of the con? What was your big highlight? Big time. Uh, uh it was um, playing with his kids. Yeah. That was, that was fun. That was fun. Cool. Except when Zachary started rolling crummy and then laid on the floor. Well, he, he, well here's he the thing. Because he he's nine. I've, yeah. I've been there. Right. <laughs> there have been I'm days, I'm there every days game. I'm 51 years old and there are times when I feel like I want to just lay down here's on the floor. Here's what I've also noticed. There's a secondary thing, which is a lot of kids at the con this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. People bringing kids yep. in and nice. they were all gaming. Your, your areas and Games on Demand by Tomes, because we're kind of rehashing what we did at the yeah. at the uh, at the uh, podcast that wasn't broadcast. Games on Demand, huge. Tomes. Like he said that when he was there on Saturday, people just kept wandering in, and he kept he couldn't keep up. Well, I had he a, kept up, but I had a kid in my two o'clock uh, uh, Swords and Wizardry game too. Yeah, they were all over the place. Uh, low points at the con for you guys? I killed the kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not literally. Yeah. No, I'm okay. Yeah, killed I killed the I killed the kid's character. Yeah, that um, sucked. Um, That's low a- point at the con. Expensive food. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with expensive yeah, food because yeah. really, the games actually, were all the they, games were all awesome. The steaks used to be like twenty bucks. 
15 bucks. Now it was like 38. Well, I, I'm, I'm on that low, I know. low carb right now. I know. And that would have cost me $150. No, about $160 a day in food. Because yeah. the only thing I could, on the menu I could eat was like the, the ribeye. Yeah. Oh, it's thirty eight bucks. And it was no, 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 no. It was like fifty four dollars. Yes. Oh, was it? Oh, yes. I was looking at the think, New York. I guess you think if you eat at the bar, it's going to be cheaper than the restaurant across the way. Oh, no. It's it's not. No. So no, it's I, not. I had a cheat weekend, and I just ate whatever I wanted, gained six pounds, and F- then every time I've been on low carb and there's a con, it's just like yeah, there's no can't. way. Can't. Food, food was good though. At least though, I got to say the, the the hotel was not as crowded as it was in the past. The hotel was nowhere near as bad. Yeah. This time, uh, but the, but our, the attendance of the convention was the, the highest ever. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Oh, wow. I think yeah. they had. Well, I know that we had a. There, I know Where that I know you? people who were Sleeping staying in? at the Sheridan down the street. Oh, that's oh, right. oh really? Okay. Yeah. Well, because Gallifrey was going on at the same time. Gallifrey uh, was going on at the same time, and the hotel was was actually yeah. full. Yeah, it was sold out. I know uh, that because they, they were supposed to give me a two room suite and I had a one room suite. Yeah. I, I don't think you should call it a suite, but whatever. Yeah, Mook's room wasn't ready until like six six PM on Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, mine was late too, but I didn't actually sign up till like like two days before and they actually just said, Uh, here's another room with a bed in it. I'm like, That's fine. Wow. <laughs> Other rooms call it a closet, but yeah. we can put a bed in there. It, it's, it's, it's just the, me. I'm going to be passing gimp, out between games. It's yeah. the gimp clown room. It's, <laughs> <laughs> that that might have been. I might have actually paid extra for that. The gimp sleeping. <laughs> All right. Uh, in this episode of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast, Doug from Texas asked uh, how to write a good story. Kevin from Roll versus Roll Cards suggests a way to ethically play Doctor Douche. Mike from Nebraska sends in campaign ideas. Kurt Potts asks about setting specific versus setting agnostic systems. Name withheld writes in about a special snowflake. And Stephen Socal sends us a Gen Con horror story. Stephen Socal. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it at 8 p.m. Pacific time on Friday evenings. And that's at happyjacks.org slash live. And that will take you to Twitch. Or YouTube, where you can watch it, and in the chat room. And hello, chat room. Thank you guys for being hello, here. Hello, chat Hello. And someone's trying to find out how many bears they have. Anyway. Bears. Uh, bears. I think that says beers. Well, the first one said beers. The second one says bears. Oh. <laughs> Not bears. Um, they never found it in your game. Never found what? The bear. Or did you? Did you guys find the bear? Yeah, they shot oh, the shit out of the shit bear. Out. Oh, okay. That's then there's the, no. Then they the didn't find no bears. They didn't find the the dirigible full of Nazis though. No, <laughs> <laughs> but but bears. But, but no, no bears. They killed it. We they had gun it. to shoot grizzlies. You can follow us on Twitter at Happy Jacks RPG, all one word, and we're also on Instagram with the same Happy Jacks RPG, and we're on Facebook. You can find us there as well. And that's that. <clears throat> Featured email. Wait, a fated email. Well, Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, go. I, I, I have a story to tell. Uh, a listener uh, sent this in to me. And uh, to properly set the scene, we're going to have to dim the lights a little bit. Portrait of a man. No. Bow, bow, bow. Yes, we're going to have to I've light some candles and put another log on the fire. There's a signpost up ahead. <laughs> You're traveling through the twilight uh, zone. Uh, no, so I received um, a letter from uh, a listener and someone else. And... Uh, uh, basically, it turns out, so just to bring you into the speed, a long time ago, I ran a play-by-post Vampire the Masquerade game called L.A. by Fire. All right. It ended after I'd run it for like two years. It just ended because it was time. And uh, you know, last year, something, I started it back up again. Uh, it didn't go quite as well. I bit off way more than I could chew. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I tried to do it all myself instead of uh, having uh, a staff of yeah, storytellers. I've been and there. Uh, uh, yeah, and and so the game ended. But in that game, we had one of our listeners, the North Man on the forum. If you guys have heard of him, and one of the girls who had been playing in the original L.A. by Fire game and rejoined this game, uh, they met online. Uh, one lives way out on that coast and one lives out here on this coast. And because of L.A. by Fire and because of the power of us as storytellers and GMs to bring people together and bring love into people's lives, they've fallen in love and they are together now. That's oh, not well. Terrific. That's not... Unique, Jib. No, no, I know, but but they they said they said that, that I I should I should you know they wanted me to know because it, were it not was it not for me running L.A. by Fire the first time and meeting her and then getting involved with the podcast and you know meeting the Northman and putting the game together again that they would have not ever come together and they thought that would be a nice mushy story. Mm. To put on the podcast. Yeah, that it. is awesome. That's Congratulations cool. yeah. to them both. It is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Very much, much so. happiness. Hey, it's hard to meet people these days. Mm. It's, you know what? Power to them. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Any way you can get it to work. But it's exactly. happiness, so fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck happiness. Fuck happiness. That's right. And one day, you guys are going to end up like him. I put the penis in happiness. <laughs> and just remember, it's huh. spelled when, when the babies come, it's S T U A R T, not S T E W. Stuart Stork Northman. It's going to be awesome. Stuart Stork Proby Jim Jason Northman. <laughs> uh, and, and it's funny that you mention that because on the on our, uh, I went through and I I, I read the latest uh, survey results, and there was like three people that wanted to know if I was single. All right. And I am. Well. So there you are. <laughs> I don't know what I wish they I had were, the flowers. <laughs> I, I wish I'd known earlier. Stu, Stu doesn't eat chocolates not anymore. I don't so eat chocolates know. anymore, though. <laughs> you can't woo me with carbs. Low-carb low flowers only. But you could yeah. send him a, a, a heart-shaped box with beef tips in it, and that would work. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or ammunition. Or, or ammunition. Ammo. Or, yeah, ammo. Ammo. Yeah, yeah. or ammo. Or dice. Or miniature right. paints. <laughs> mini, mini paints. Or, or mini paints. But for God's sakes, please don't na- label the ammo beef tips. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw this on the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> or smokeless powder because I reload too. So yeah, yeah, that's what happens after <laughs> never mind. You know what? Because you know what? You never really have too many hobbies, right? You never really have too many hobbies. Oh no, yeah, there's no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I've run out of room. I've again run out of room. And it's your own fault this time. It's my own fault. You know if you you know if you eject the children, you get more room. Well, yeah, we're talking. No. We're talking. We have a. There's an extra bedroom that we're trying to clean up, and we're. I'm actually having a fight with what we're going to do with that room with my children right now. Mm. Allie um, wants it, doesn't she? So, yeah, she wants her bedroom. She's 11. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And she's getting around. She's, she's already had Zachary sign a contract that he has to leave the room when she wants to change. <laughs> she had him sign a contract? Yes. Yeah. You know that he's a... She, never mind. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. I have been... Uh, uh, how to write a good story from Doug in Texas. Dear Happy Jacks. Oh, dear Jacks who are mostly happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that me is. There, the then there's that happy. one guy. Thanks for skewing the curve. Eeyore. <laughs> Come on, that makes you guys look great. You guys Eeyore. get A's while I. Okay. Thanks no for noticing. Why bother Landon Donald just fall off again anyway? I have been on, on and off GM for about 10 years for our group. 
and always like to create my own story and very rarely use pre-written campaigns or modules because I like to create them myself. I don't mind using pre-created settings such as Galorion for Pathfinder. Galarian for Pathfinder. I like the stories to be mine. Making a setting is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, the challenge that I often run... Oh my God, stop it with the dogs. <laughs> the challenge that I often run into is how to write a good story for an adventure or campaign. Creating dungeon crawls is easy enough. Finding an interesting location, throw a bad monster inside, put an even bigger treasure at the end, and you have yourself an adventure. Yeah, it's, it's Swords of uh, Stones of Shannara. Right, right there, that's all they did. But how, Tolkien. But how do you write a good campaign with a mi- beginning, middle, and end? Interesting and engaging NPCs, deception, swashbuckling adventures, unexpected twists, and then culminate in a satisfying climax. Well, this is even more of a challenge for non-combat heavy systems. Or if you're over 50. <laughs> I have pills for that. Yeah. Yeah, but you gotta get a prescription, you gotta go talk to people and have to admit you have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I have oh. tried to search the interwebs for tips on how to GM, but most of them are small practical suggestions on how to manage people, not to create a campaign story. Good point. I feel that often my stories are dull and predictable. And they never really captivate my PCs beyond providing them some something to hack and slash. What are your suggestions, Doug from Texas? But not born in Texas. That's an important distinction. It is. It is. I'm going to go put a bark collar on some bitches right now. Okay. I'll be back in a minute. Can you, right. can you do it to the dogs, too? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got this. I'm, I'm going to let you guys go first because I have something to say on this, but I'm going to go I, last. I have somewhat to say as well. Well, first of all, the first thing I'm going to say is uh, you're probably your own worst critic and you're sitting around beating yourself up over something yep. you think is probably yep. not really uh, a, a factor. I completely understand this. I have come up with these huge, amazing plans, and even though I try not to railroad my players into, when they, when they don't go to the places that I prepared for, I feel like I've let them down. I spent a lot of time prepping something out. I spent a lot of time making a really cool adventure, and I feel like I've let them down if I'm now shooting from the cuff for the entire adventure. And but you are also the guy who, when your players come up to you and say, "Wow, that was really good," I know. you say, "No, that I sucked. Know. It was horrible. I, know. I, know. I screwed up here. Yeah, I screwed my, up there. It was I, stupid and dumb." I absolutely am. Yeah. I'm my own worst critic. You totally and I have are. A feeling yeah. that that's um, probably. What's I'm just going to interject something. Everywhere. That is true of every GM I know. Including the ones that, in in my mind, are legendary GMs, and the ones who whose names appear on the covers of books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have to I have to say too. I think the um, you know beating yourself up is one thing. Also, if a play like if you go through all the work of GMing and you, you know your campaign, maybe it did fall a little flat. But guess what? You did a campaign. Yeah. You you exactly, know yeah. any player who's going to complain about that can sit on it. Can, <laughs> can suck a giant no, bag up. No, yeah. But the, of course, that does not assuage the feeling of I wrote a shitty campaign. And that's and, and there is the crux of the biscuit. Right. I don't think he says his right. players are complaining. No, no, no. Yeah, and I and I get that. It's, completely. it's full of self loathing, which I completely <laughs> love and understand. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. so get that. I think you know what I'm reading from here is that he's what he's concerned about is well I can make you know like an adventure where they go in and they go through the thing and they got the but how do I make a story that has a beginning and a middle and an end? 
And here's my answer. You don't. Yep. Yeah, I agree. That's what I you don't. Say, yeah. Yeah. You what I can just tell you what I do. I, I can't say promise it'll work for you, but this is what I do. I look at the characters that the players have created and I come up with with protagonists that should be of interest to them. Yeah. And I have these protagonists doing things. Beyond that, I haven't the first clue what's going to happen. Right. You you have your famous your, for your quote, which is uh, the uh, the. the I game. know precisely what's going to yeah. happen yeah. in the game until the moment the player characters yeah. step into it, and yeah. from that moment on, all bets are off. Yeah. yeah. Um, for for you know, Jason will will know where this comes from. We in in powered by the apocalypse games. There's a phrase that gets used all the time, and that is "play to find out." Okay. We do not know what's going to happen. Uh, the the uh, Apocalypse World game that I ran Sunday at the con, you know how much game prep I did for it? I'm going to say five minutes. I printed playbooks. Yeah, there you go. And I thought about Apocalypse World stuff. So you fucked around with the printer, so 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, my printer's pretty pretty okay. reliable, so like five minutes. For me, it would have been two hours. But the thing is, it's, it's, I, it's, we Margin. have, we created characters, we, they came up with the, the seed, I, seeds for what, uh, what caused the apocalypse, and we just let it happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just let it happen. Don't be afraid to let it happen. You don't need to know yeah. what's going yeah. to happen. Sometimes you can just lay back and think of England and do your duty. That's, <laughs> right? It's, and the, which, which is only half a joke, really. Like it's No, the to, duty part is the part well, I don't want to think about. The, it's not Germany, it's British. Oh! Yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. whole different duty, yeah. isn't it? Okay, never mind. Uh, the, the thing that occurs to me that, that ties in exactly with what Jib is saying is a lot of times, like, okay, so the campaign I'm going to run for Happy Jacks, I have a pretty clear through line, and honestly, you know, when we're gaming at a table for the camera, I, I might try to have something a little bit more linear and sort of lead on what's going to happen next. I had an idea for something I thought would be a fun, printable campaign, and in that case, I'm designing in a very different way that I'm going to design for mm-hmm. regular day-to-day play. Um, and in that situation, a lot of times what I do, I can't design that until I know what the characters are. Yeah, and, sure. and I'll sit there and say, okay, so your character is a weaponsmith. Cool. How did that happen? Where did that come from? <coughs> oh, what about that? Was there a rival weaponsmith? You know, like that maybe there's something that I can tie into that. But the best campaigns, if I'm going to like go through the pain of patting myself on the back for something, the, the, the best stories I've told revolved around something the player characters yeah. knew or did mm-hmm. or existed as or their contacts um, where like Shadowrun is a, is a big source for me where I came from and b- pulling from their contacts and saying okay you know an undercover cop what how <laughs> yeah. how do you how? know an undercover cop right. and then boom a whole story blooms out right. of that of like now that guy's in trouble because he's too deep undercover and can we do something about that or you know or the, the yeah. he's gone don't, corrupt. The kids, don't be afraid to let the game happen. Right. Let, because you're not the one telling the story. If you want to tell a story, pour yourself a scotch, write a sit book. down at your laptop yeah. and write a book. Yeah. And that's awesome. Rock that. Have a great time with that. But when you're playing a game, you don't know what's gonna happen. Because you have four or six or whatever players who all have a voice in what's going to happen. You also have dice. And the dice have a voice in what's going to happen. 
and you don't know. Well, unless Stork is rolling, and then I, you know what's going to happen. I have a, I have a, I have a much more esoteric view, a long view on this, and but but it touches on that exactly, which is. Let me preface this by saying I, I'm I don't GM as much as I, maybe I guess I should, but I I'm a, I'm a player. I like to play a lot, and so taking from games that I have played in, say the MOOC, uh, and, and Jib, and uh, uh, Stu, he uh, all of these. GMs are very enthusiastic fans of their players. Yep. Yeah, right. That's so. Maybe this is a crutch, but it also is maybe a gateway into making a great game. Which is, if you are a fan of your players, they're going to be enthusiastic about the game back. And now you've created a feedback loop. And um, this is important. This feedback loop, which is, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm naming it, but it's a thing that happens that yeah, they love the game, so you love to play for them, and they keep going. And what happens is this amazing story gets told. The players start playing into your story. You start playing towards the players. They start feeding stuff. They start giving you information. You start picking up on it. You, you give it back to them. They pick it up. They resolve something. They hand it back to you. You give it back to them. And this amazing story gets yeah. told without you having to worry about beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. The players are driving it. You're driving it because you're a fan of them. If you are one of these GMs that says... No, no, that would never happen. At every turn, you block your players from giving you mm-hmm. the gifts that make a great right. game. And that, the best, and and that's not to say that you will never say no. No, that's, to that. Uh, no, because no, that's not true. Right? No, because wait, yes, no. because but what you don't want to do is block mm-hmm. the flow of the story. That stops so that feedback loop. If if they come up with something that just isn't isn't feasible, like. I'm going to do brain surgery. We're in the middle of the woods, and I'm going to do brain surgery on my buddy, and I've got a rock and a twig. Okay? Yeah, it doesn't matter how well you roll. Right. Like, this. just no... My, what I'm going to... Because I had this conversation last night. It's like, what I'm going to do in that moment, I'm going to say, okay, roll me that healing skill. Okay, two successes. That's awesome. That tells you that there is no possible way <laughs> right. you can do yeah. brain surgery on your buddy here with yep. a rock and a twig and keep him alive. Right. But you can make a bandage... And keep him together long enough to get him someplace where, yeah. where you ha- you can get him to a hospital, you can get him somewhere where you can get something done. Okay, I haven't blocked the story, but I have given. I, I've said no. This thing that you mm-hmm. thought of is not doesn't make doesn't work. But you have a venue forward. You have a path forward. And you're still a fan of the players. Too. Yeah. Right. You're not. Right. You're not an antagonistic GM. Uh, Mook, Stu, yeah. you guys, you are are all fans of your players, and I think that that is, that's the key you want to go for, as a GM. If you're worried about your storytelling, make sure you're a fan of the players, and be. It's if you're a fan of the players, you will pick up these gifts that they give you. Once they feel comfortable that you're not there to screw them at every right. turn, they will hand you these gifts, like. Um, in the vampire games, uh, I you know I had this incredibly detailed back, background or the witch, yeah. right? These little things right. pop up, and they suddenly now you can sit back and you can spin them into your overall story. Mm-hmm. The witch was never, never, never part of your, she no, was your never, art. No, never. no, she and was now just an old woman who owned a bar. Yeah, and, <laughs> the, and it's and, it's only because yeah. Stu creates such a comfortable playing atmosphere that everybody's uh, uh, available. And he didn't say no, you don't find anything. What he said was, you find a book. Yeah, and meanwhile, don't, it, it don't all be afraid to that. let that little happenstance moment mm-hmm. become something. Yeah. Well, no, don't be afraid to let happenstance happen. Right. right. <laughs> and the best, then, go okay. ahead, Tim. Go okay. ahead. Good. The best piece of advice I've ever received on this topic actually came from this show, and that was: as a GM, don't create solutions. Yeah. Create problems. Yeah. 
your players will give you the solution. They absolutely right. will. Our and, statement. And, and they will Bam. probably <laughs> even make it more complicated than you want. Yeah. They will give you beginnings and middles yep. and ends. They yeah. totally will. You come up with the problem. Here's the situation. They will complicate their own lives. Yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. They Just will walk down the wrong hall. Let, let, <laughs> yeah, they will. They totally will. <laughs> let your players spend time planning something and listen to their plan. Yeah. Not, yeah. not that you're planning around it or trying to counter it, but sometimes a new idea will spring in or you just go, that's a great idea. I have to give you credit yeah. for that. Um, you have to be careful. You don't want to be Dr. Douche right, like right, I was. Right, right, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Um, that if you want to write a good story... Listen to the players. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that, that that more than anything yeah. else. Because it should be about them. It's, well, it's, they're the main characters. Yeah, exactly. Right. The the game is about them. Yeah. That's Literally, what the yeah. game is about. It's about them. Um, and you know, as Storm was saying, mm-hmm. being a, be a fan of them and be a fan of what they want to do. Um, now, one thing I will suggest is if you're getting ready to start a campaign, particularly if it is a genre that maybe is new to you. Immerse yourself in it. Books, movies, music, pictures. Um, for the Apocalypse World game that I did no prep for, I actually lied. I spent about six weeks on my laptop downloading Apocalypse World, Apocalypse, you know, related pictures. Movies, pictures, Just pictures, stuff. pictures, pictures, oh. and, and stuff. Just pouring myself into it. So the reason for that is so that all those things are in your head. And then when they go, so... Um, and you go, so what caused the apocalypse in our world? Well, um, the, polar, the polar ice caps melted, and that caused Atlantis to appear because Atlantis was actually buried under the ice on Greenland instead of being under the ocean. I was like, okay. And, and then the oceans rose, and that caused the, world, the, the you know, collapse of the world. And, and, but when Atlantis appeared, it sent out a signal, and all of the robots on the planet became sapient immediately. Well, right. And I went, all righty. <laughs> Deep breath. Calibrate, calibrate, calibrate. Yeah. Got it. I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. We got that. You know what? You know what you just hit on is one of the the few uh, presence of sort of method acting, which is you you read the lines and you, you analyze it to, and you do all the research to the point where you can then forget them. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, not 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 just rules, right? Within a game, but but you you've immersed yourself so much in your world that you now know how to react to anything that your players can give you. Exactly. Right. In in that moment when they come up and they go so. Yeah, we're going to put our, you know, the hard holder says, yeah, my, my holding is in Dollywood. I went, okay, cool, got it. There's now a Dollywood. Um, we're on it. Oh, no, there there's actually is a Dollywood. I know there is. Um, but Both I don't know if the players knew this at the time. I used to live near there. Yeah. <laughs> I actually went That's to cool. high school like an hour from there. Um, so it's like, I knew this area. So it, you know, and then it's like, I, so I was able to, when they came up with things, like, yes. And this is why, <laughs> and this is where that happened, and this yeah. is you know, and and but be a fan, and if and the more excited you are about what's going on, the more excited they will be. And that's one of the wonderful things about playing in a Mook's group is that he or a Mook game is that he's such a fan. He's on his feet. He's doing voices. He's jumping around. He's like, wow, what a hit! Let me go. I got to find a thing. There's a thing. Here we go. And he's he's so engaged. And you're like, okay, take me with you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. And you I know, think that were, that's that's a that's a hallmark of great GMs is their fans of the players. I'm sorry. When you were t- when you were talking about immersing yourself in the setting, when I ran the L5R game, mm-hmm. uh, I got I specifically got a Hulu Plus account because there is a shit ton of samurai movies mm-hmm. on Hulu Plus, and I watched almost every one that was on there. I'm talking like 65 or 70 Samurai wow. movies. I watched mm-hmm. a shit ton of them. 
and I, I got hooked on them. I even I even what's what's the there was a one film that came out. It was World War Two as a propaganda film by the Japanese Ministry of Defense. Well. Forty-seven Ronin. Yeah, it could be. Is that, the, it, is that the one? It could be because that's the one that um, Keanu Reeves remade. Yeah, right. Well, I, I'm not sorry. Saying that that's the way to do it. But For, I'm just I think saying it's that, called. I think it's called Forty-seven yeah. Ronin. But it's a, it is it's a remake of a movie based on the movie of the similar title. Right. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's like a two-part, like four-hour movie about the samurai, their their I, their leader. If, if you have to commit seppuku, and they suddenly all become Ronin, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to. If you want to overlook the, stil- the stilted seventies acting, uh, Shogun's actually a pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh arc, yeah, arc of a great. I actually started reading it's Shogun. A great L five R seven samurai. On on the um, weren't those the giant robots? The Shogun. Oh, those were Shogun warriors. Sorry, that was totally different. Uh, on the topic of of building your campaign, though. Uh, the the other side of that of the danger that you're trying to to dodge is a game I was actually in, uh, oh. where the the campaign the guy who had d- developed the campaign had such a clear idea of the one way to solve the puzzle and the one place we were oh. so supposed to go yeah. to, yeah. Oh, yeah. and when we the players threw out you know half a dozen options and plans and that was wrong and this was wrong we got it in our heads oh I think we're supposed to go over here. For if you were to look, you sit back and look at the logic we were on. It made sense, right? Based on the information we had and the roles that we did, and you know, it made perfect sense for us to go around this way. And he just let us go the wrong way, completely off track for like two months of gameplay. Oh, and to well, to zero see, fruition. He made it, he made that, it the wrong track. Right, that, right, exactly. And that, and that's the danger of overdeveloping a campaign which you know you're talking about yeah, I want to have a beginning, a middle and an end, which is a, a great idea, but I'll tell you when we went off the track, it was time for him to redesign some of where yeah. we were. Yeah. Going. Yep. And and I think yep. that might be more assholery than if he had said, "No, that's the wrong way. You have to go here." Right, because right. at least then you're moving towards something. Right. Where instead of you know you're going. You well, know, I don't know. Did you have fun in the two months wandering? I off did track? not. Okay. Well, well you know what? There it, you would go. Have, <laughs> it would have been fun. It would have been fun if it had wound up being like we found another way to solve this right, problem. Right. Or but because it didn't, it just resulted or, in us having to backtrack and figure out what fucking arcane thing we were supposed to do like to you'd solve let the us problem. Go. Right. So, it was fun until that point. Right, right. It, it yeah. would have been fun if it had resulted in just being another way to point B. Which it should um, Yeah, you can't... I mean, we, we get we get emails all the time. Not, not as often as we used to, but we used to get a lot of emails where some guy's written a novel and he wants to play right. the novel. Right, right. And you, you're going to be his... His bitch. Dr- dramatus personae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The horse, um, yeah. I was Deus Machina drops on you like a, oh, yeah. like a machine from the heavens and makes you go the way it wants to go. <laughs> right. Uh, I was on the Hero System forums one night chatting with you know this guy, and he was telling me about this spy game he wanted to run, and and the the characters were spy, super spies, and and they started the game by being captured, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, okay, good luck. He, says, he said, and then and then this has to happen, and this, and then they have to do this, and they have to. I'm like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> pump the brakes. That sounds like a great short story. It's like, right. You should like, write that. You should yeah. write, write that, that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Write that, but don't get any players involved. Yeah. Yeah, first of yeah. all, I've never figured out a way to capture players without them, like you know, fighting well, to the death. Second know, of all, uh, I could, I could see starting a game with, with you guys are captured. Yeah, it has yeah. to start right. that way. But yeah. 
But it would be like, okay, I want you got players, I want you to understand something. We're starting this game. In a prison. Yeah, it needs to be a You have been captured. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we're and, starting and so the game. When they're making their characters, say, okay, you're a super spy who's been captured. Yeah. I want to know what right. equipment they have in the lockout right. that they yeah. would have found right. on right. you. And, and Make right. sure you give them their cool shit back. Yeah, that's, right. that's, right. that's yeah, the, really important. The one time I did a you're starting captured was, I think it was Star Wars... Um, but they were they were already in like a prison drop ship, right? Like they were being transferred, and first session, you know, the sh- ship crashes, and okay, now we got to figure out what to do. Oh yeah, right. like and that's you cool. can't just keep your players in prison. No, or <laughs> or, the, or they can't all just like be, you know, they they all drink a poison potion in the end, and, they, and then the next session they're in prison. They're like now now it's like. Right. F no. you. Yeah, that's, uh, the last time that I did be... that was one of the Slave Lord modules from back in AD&D 1st edition. Oh, wow. There was one of them where you started out Oh yeah, in a dungeon That's and... a, with the insect people, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The Thracreen? The Thracreen. No, no, no. This was, you went underground and there were myconids, mushroom people, and all that Oh, yeah, those guys are stuff. cool. Um, oh, but, but, but it started out where you were, you'd been captured by the Slave Lords, and that was the start of it. That was the last time I did that. Mm. It didn't go over there. Well, well, yeah, you have to let them know up front. Yeah, but you, you have know, you yeah. have to tell them this is this yeah. is where we're starting. Be ready for that. Yeah, yeah. And then that's a whole different conversation, though. Yeah. We've, we've we've wandered far afield from the the, uh, the other side of, of pre-planning campaigns too much. Which I'm just going to go ahead and pat myself on the back for this this situation. Playing in a in a superhero style game. I think Love we those. were using masks or wild talents or something. Um, but my my sister was in the game. And she's playing this super powerful telekinetic. It's like her one ability. And I had this whole, they had, you know, followed this storyline and they were, there was this big boss battle in a warehouse that was going to happen, right? Well, Always they, a good place for a boss battle. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I expected a Especially lot Especially with telekinetic. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> they get there and they're kind of scoping out the place and somebody got a good view of like, oh yeah, there's some big heavy mechs inside the warehouse. Like, it's, it's going to be dangerous. And she's like... So it's just pillars holding up the warehouse, right? Can I just like sweep the? I'm like, <laughs> yes, like, God damn it! She's yes, such a good telekin. Like I wouldn't even make her roll because there's no her telekinesis is so high, right? There's no reason. And for there's her. no resistance for them. They're just they're just pillars. They're right. not actable. And, and the roof so, just caves in. Yeah, this is a moment. Like my game group remembers this moment as uh, pause GM recalculating, right? Because right. I was like, yes, you can do that, I, and. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm right there with and, you, brother. I, you know, so it was. It was just this moment of like the warehouse collapses, and yep. the yeah. boss battle got moved because they didn't actually defeat the thing they needed to defeat, but it just became a different venue, and they got more information out of it, and, and it just had to adjust. But it was this moment where like it was perfectly reasonable for her to go. I'm just going to knock the building as a down. player. I, I can tell you this: that you you won them over at that point. So now they trust you. Well, and you trust them because they just gave you that wonderful gift. You you rolled with their punches, and now they're like, "Cool, we actually like kind of." It's not like they beat the GM, but they they solved the puzzle. There well, is yeah. a sort of sort of well, glee players get when they when the GM has come up with a, with something, and there's something you didn't absolutely. think of, and they figure that out. There's absolutely a glee, but and you know yeah. what? Oh yeah, they but, should be fine. rewarded a, for fine. that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they should be yeah. rewarded for that. That's, yeah. And that's my point. You know, it, I think it's solving a puzzle and you should be rewarded yeah. and punished for if it. If there had been some innocence in the warehouse or hostages or something, you know, it, it would have been a different story. Absolutely. I didn't set it up that way, and I don't feel like I have an adversarial relationship with my players. Yeah. So nah, was that was that's just a situation. Like, if I had stuck so much to my campaign that I wasn't willing to back off of that, 
um, it would have been a lot less fun for everybody. Yeah, because I would have had to say, yeah. no, you can't and, do that. And, and, and you also get to have the fun later of going, because, you know, she knocks the building down. What yeah. they do? They, did they then go, building's down, we walk away. Well, yeah, I mean, they had to deal with the rubble, and then the police were coming, and, right. the, and you know, they couldn't you, get caught, because... There's you know. nothing that says your, your big bad guy doesn't crawl out from exactly. underneath that and that's, rubble, and, and that's now, what he's, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now he's pissed. Right. right. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. And, and look, you created a beginning, a middle, and an end just by not saying no to your character, right. to your players. Yep. That, that just wasn't the end I thought it was. Right. <laughs> you know what? It, it never, never is. is. Right. And they right. are still talking about that story. Yep. Yeah. There you uh, go. Well, fun for so, me, too. So look, at, look at how so often we bring up the witch as an example. Stuff like that just comes up over and over again because... It works out being awesome. Well, thank you, Doug from Texas. We're going to move on. Thank we're, you, Doug. We're, we're an hour in already. I know. Oh, uh, wow. yeah. <laughs> Ethically playing Doctor Douche. I'll read this because Doctor Douche is my character. That was me. Right. That, yeah, you coined Doctor Douche. I did. Well, it was Bill that coined it, but it was me that actually was Doctor Douche. Okay. All right. Uh, Ethically playing Doctor Douche. Hey, Jackers. Here's an idea on how to play Dr. Douche without becoming a, a douche GM. So let me just set the scene. As a 15-year-old boy playing champions, I was playing a Dr. Doom-esque kind of character who is the smartest guy in the room and could easily figure out a, a solution. So whenever my players came up with a creative solution to something, I would block it. He was smarter than them. He should be able to escape. He's a super genius. He's a yeah. super Wily Coyote. How do you play that super genius? And, you know, in hindsight, I was an absolute total fuckhead. I was a 15-year-old boy. I didn't have the tools to play this correctly and having brought this out now we're getting we're getting some advice which is a good thing because it is a tricky thing you know how do how do you make the wizard dr douche yeah. the, which we will now call dr douche how do you make the smartest guy in the room an uh, a viable villain without you moving the goalpost on your mm-hmm. players at every turn all right so there's the setup uh, here's an idea on how to play dr douche without becoming the douche gm what create two to three envelopes each containing an escape plan to mark each of the envelopes clearly with A, B, C, etc., and make a big deal of placing them in the middle of the table. One, two, three. <laughs> three, which is blank for some reason. Four, then. Well, uh, Google. Yeah. Well, no, I just really want to know what there, the there answer is. No! Three, five, seven, Number and nine three. Are. You have to use your Invisalign reveal. Right. I know, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> what about five and seven and nine? It's, it's just. Same thing. I think you have a problem with odd numbers. I don't have a problem with one, do I? Is there an oh, algorithm okay, in fine. here somewhere? Do we need to program this into them and figure out the puzzle? Let's okay, each escape plan will clearly define <laughs> escape as in. There is a trap door next to the statue pointing the finger. Pulling the finger will release knockout gas. <laughs> and Dr. D escapes through the trap door. Pull Five blank six. Clearly tell the players about the key objects, such as the statue of your uncle, so it's not a surprise. If you don't describe the statue before the battle, you can't use that escape plan. Okay. And that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, don't don't suddenly come up with a day's of, Oh, there's a statue you didn't ever notice. And he pulls the finger and goes, ha-ha, and you guys are all dead. Uh, seven blank. Eight, when Doc does escape, tell the players to open envelope marked you know, B. This way, the, the players can see he let loose a platoon of meth-addicted cyborg chihuahuas. Mm. Uh, <laughs> was planned all along. You can even exaggerate the brilliance of Dr. D by uh, having a few envelopes with nothing in them. Don't forget the evil of... <laughs> 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 nice, nicely done. Uh, nicely done. Hairball. <clears throat> uh, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I'm Kevin. Gonna, I'm not going to give away all of no. this stuff. Um, Creator of Roll versus Roll cards. Oh, yeah, there you Jack go. Jack Monkey Games. 
He's on Twitter at Jack Monkey Games, all one word. And that's and that is a good if if you know that your players are going to encounter Doctor D, have so, or, or at least take the time to write a couple of escape plans and play play some on the table. That kind is of like kind of like a magician, which is like here are the cards. When this is over, we will flip the card over, and you can see what happens. Which because then can keep you honest, as opposed yeah. to it's like you cheated and you there was no. Trapdoor, which in my case back in the day oh. was true. Right. Right. No, I understand what he's saying because when I read this before the show, I was a little bit lost on it. So he's saying put them all out there, mm-hmm. and then in the game he picks one mm-hmm. based oh, the players on. Do. Yeah. Th- do the players or does no. he as the What GM? he's saying is he does the thing, and then he tells them open envelope B. Yeah. That way, th- that way they know that. The, he play, wrote the, this player, down. the players know he had that a contingency for it all. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay yeah. I get it now. That, that this also the, the problem with this. This is the problem with playing super intelligent beings. GMs not super intelligent. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> most GMs are. Most super GMs intelligent. are not. <laughs> I'm not. When I when I'm, I'm running, running when I'm <laughs> running, I, you know. You guys have never played with Mook. <laughs> <laughs> but that 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 because I play. I had a, a PC in a game that doubled his IQ. With a potion, yeah, 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 and it was very hard for me to come up with things that I could do. Have you ever with. seen Heat Vision and Jack? It's a it's a little short that uh, Jack Black and Owen Wilson did, where uh, Jack Black was an astronaut who got hit with some extra sun rays in space. His friend Owen Wilson got merged into a motorcycle. It was like an eighties spoof show, but his tagline was, every time he's in sunlight, he becomes the smartest man in the world. And he's like, I know everything! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's, like, it's like Knight Rider with a fat guy in a motorcycle. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, It's exactly what it is, with no apologies. Uh, heat Vision and Jack. Ridiculous. And it's only, you know, it's like 10-12 minutes. It's super fun, so, you know, check it out if you get it. Did I ever tell you that uh, my ex-wife uh, worked on Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh yeah, and um, they were there when Jack Black was on an episode. Okay, and have you ever have you ever seen Yo Gabba Gabba? I don't think okay. so. No, I know what it is, but it, th- there's a guy there, DJ. Can't remember his name. Uh, he's just like real thin guy. And he's he, heroin chic. <laughs> I, I don't think he, he does heroin, but he's heroin right. chic. He is like, but he is like real thin. The guy probably weighs. 105 pounds and he's probably like 5'8", right? I mean, really thin. And he ha- he wears this orange jumpsuit. I'm a fan already. <laughs> <laughs> and so, in the episode, they, they want to have a costume change with Jack Black and he's like, oh, I want to wear that jumpsuit. So they take one of his spare jumpsuits and pry him into it. Nice. <laughs> so he looked like a like a Sausage coming out of his yes, skin? it's exactly what yeah. he looked like. Yeah. And in fact, when they, they they when they both show up and they're both wearing them, and he's wearing this guy. They didn't make one for him; they put no, him. In, they just right. gave him an extra. And, he's like, and he looks at the camera and goes, "I can't believe it fits." Yeah, he does. He looks <laughs> it's really funny. That's anyway. amazing. Um, I think this is a really good idea. I like it. I like. I it. think it's fantastic. Hey, even if you don't want to like do the envelopes and put them out on the table, which I think is cool, that adds a certain you know, drama to it. I put think. them. Put them in your notes. Put the things in your notes. Write them down ahead of time. What his plans are. What his resources are. What his capabilities are. Mm-hmm. And that way, you know, you have things to pick from. Right. And also, be ready for all of those things being countered, and he gets caught. Sure. Right. Yeah. Like that, oh, yeah. that has to be an option. Yeah. Or oh, that's amazing. Can yeah. we find a picture of it? Yeah. yeah. No, just, um, just, just of him in the jumpsuit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, Here. there have been situations <laughs> where. DJ Lance, that's his name. There, 
there are situations where you don't want a particular character to get caught. I have opened campaigns with, with guys, you're going to, like, this is a situation where the guy gets away, just so you know, right? Like, right from the beginning, and they go, oh, it's one of those. You right. know, like, it's a scene. It's like a scene in a movie. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, they're not going to catch much, him in the first my, ten minutes. My, like, how much courage does that take to actually tell your players what the solution's going to be or what's going to happen? I, I'm not sure I have that courage to say, guys, he's going to get away. And, and then, and then, how hard is it to keep your players engaged in that scene, I, and not be like, he's going to get that. away, so well, I'm, I'm going to just, you know, stare at the wall for a yeah, couple minutes. I, I think Sorry, it's too. it's important to give them the option of, of understanding, like there's something else you're supposed to be like the goal of this particular scene, and you're going to get a chance to get this guy later. But right now, he has all the power, he has all the position. There's, there's a moment where. However, this scene ends. It's a ends, stage setting, right? Thing, right. Yeah. However, this scene ends, and I want to have you know the conversation should be up to you guys. But this this is a situation where he's going to get away. Doctor Doom end. is monologuing um, right now. There's yeah. nothing you can do to stop. Right. It. Right. It's the power of the monologue, <laughs> right. and you know, just saying that ahead of time. Everyone, I, I've never really had anyone go, "Well, what's the fucking point?" Like, it's just. Can, can I write that down? Especially if, especially genius. at the very beginning. Yeah. It's the same thing with like, well, you're you're going to start out being captives, right? Yeah. It's right. like okay, all right. right. I know. If you I just give, me give the premise ahead of time, and don't be afraid to give away your secrets a little bit. You know, you know to um, never thought about that. There's, uh, we we were talking about this last night. You know, we because back in the day, it was always you keep the secrets mm-hmm. yeah. from them. Yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. don't let them know. Um, we were talking uh, last night, and it's about. Uh, the scenario is kind of like a cyberpunk kind of thing where we were just where we were talking about and the player character runs into the sm- the super hot blonde girl they end up you know going off and, and you know doing the thing Did playing cards playing cards yep um, and then but the girl is actually a setup she's actually to like distract him while they like put a bomb in his car cool so how do you then deal with that um, and yeah where we kind of came up with and where I'm heading with this is you know, so you wake up the next morning and the girl's gone, and you know it occurs to you that you know this doesn't happen to you. It's <laughs> like this is like what what? So you know that's kind of a, a clue that this might be a setup. This might be something. So then you know says, "What are you going to do?" Well, I'm going to go across town. How are you going to get there? I'm going to take my car. Okay, get out of the car now. Roll a perception check. Now, I want you to roll a perception check yeah. to tell to tell me if you see the bomb yeah. in the car. Yeah. Right. And when and but and say and but the the other side of that is if you fail. You're getting in the car and starting the ignition. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's that, so Don't evil. dance around. <laughs> no, you're not awesome. going to be like, oh, I forgot my coffee. I'm going to go. Right, you no. Know, like, if you fail, you're getting in the car. That's right. awesome. Simple as that. Right. When? Wh- what game was this? Uh, it didn't happen. We were talking about this uh, on an, on another cast last yeah. night. Stu does that to a certain extent as a GM. He, mm-hmm. he certainly says things like, um, I think with your perception, you would know not to get in the car with her. And you're like, <laughs> oh, Okay, thank you for that. And 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 he's not doing it to you know like save our ass perception. He's just saying that's kind of like a almost like a default common sense right. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah giving yeah. the character but, credit for something the player might not know. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. also that's being important. able trusting yeah. your players to keep character knowledge and player knowledge separate. Yeah, right? give like, them credit. Yeah, I'll describe lots of things that are like, oh yeah, and while you guys are at the party, this you know. Coke deals happening up in the bar. None of you get to see that, but this, you know, do a little cut scene of this other thing going on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll even ask them, like, okay, so who's doing this and what's, you know, let them kind of describe that cut scene a little bit. But um, 
you know, if they can't keep that knowledge separate, you're going to wind up with like you're passing notes and texting the DM and like. It's just, and like, it just you, takes you and time I know, like, and energy. Yeah. It's and, usually self-regulating. A lot of players are like, "You weren't there. Why are you telling us right, you know, yeah. right. But, about, about the note at the desk?" But there are lots of times in a movie <laughs> or a TV show, the audience knows what's going on before yeah. the main character does. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and it it's doesn't still spoil the story. fun. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. still dramatic. All. It's when is that character going to notice right. the bomb right. under the car? Right. You know, because we the, know it's there. Right. It's like, and, and you know how many times you've been watching that movie going, don't get in don't the car! Get the right. Don't get in the car! Right. That's also fun for tabletop players. So, you know, it's... Another great note. I like that. I like that a lot. Do the North by Northwest. Give them, give them all the information. Let them make uh-huh. the bad choices regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a thought. Yeah. Remember. That'll solve Dr. Douche right there. You're all contributing to the story. Yep. All of you. Campaign ideas from Mike in Nebraska. All right. Uh, this is actually really apropos. I was reading this earlier. Uh, hey, Happy Jack's crew. I found your podcast about two to three years ago. Listened through about season two partway through into three, I think. I fell out of podcasts, so stopped listening for a while. I recently started listening from the beginning again at work. I am still early in, but hope to make it further this time. Welcome back. Yes. Welcome back. I'm, I'm early in myself. So I'm reading between the lines here, which yeah. means that he lost his job, which had a long commute. Now he's got a long a job that has a long commute if again. You d- if you don't listen to the backlog, and I strongly suggest that no one listen to the backlog. <laughs> it's just getting longer. Everything we say will sound so fucking yeah. fresh. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> Original, new. I won't well, have told found. that story 12 times. Right. Here we but go. So you he's probably not, he's don't not remember hear that for another two years. years right? Yeah, you probably don't remember. But in the first season, somebody Stork, I think, um, often made fun of Nebraska. Yes, yes, right. I did. My that, grandfather was from Nebraska. Does that sound like you? Okay, yes. uh, which is where I live, and it still made me laugh as hard this time as last time. <laughs> During that season, though, he made a comment about characters getting sued and having to leave the planet, which gave me an awesome idea for the start of a new campaign. We play Pathfinder in our group. I think it would be a fun idea to start a campaign with the PCs already an established party, which prevents the do I trust her, how do I know he isn't a dick problem, Absolutely. which, by the way, is my millstone, um, no pun intended. Um, my last name's Mills, so, you know. <laughs> this plays way funnier at home. Um, the... <laughs> the whole idea. I'm, I'm editing myself right now. I had so many comments. That well it's like it's like well I'm done. standing in a hallway and a bunch of doors flew open. I, know, I don't know what should go down. Go ahead, carry on. I mean, this is what happens when some student in my class. I also teach high school. <laughs> student in my class says something totally, you know, benign yeah. and yeah. on topic, yeah. and I, I just get this visual like edit, 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 yeah. edit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. Tondra, please make um, it a double. But um, yeah, I don't play a campaign in which I don't have some. Mechanic for how everyone knows each other. Yeah. Like, I just refuse to play that game from anymore. I, I mean, at, at the at the most basic level, um, in Apocalypse World, one of the things it says is your characters are all allies. Right. They may not like each right. other, yes. but they are all allies. Right. Except that something Dave and I hit on originally when we do in con games, which is everybody starts together. They all have a yeah. history together. Right. Let's, we start with the fact that you guys all know each other. Your backstories are secret. You guys you can tell each other, but you guys have worked together before. Yeah. Yeah. Go and they're yours, like, yours oh, and a, off they go. Yours is a whole team. They're yeah. a team. They're a team. Yeah, exactly. So they're like they're working together. For years. So, uh, yeah. so um, this Mike from Nebraska, we agree with you already. Uh, but to start with them on trial for something, as the lawyer or judge or whatever equivalent would be, questions one character about an event, it would flash back 
and the player would basically GM as the story is happening from his or her perspective. The other players would still control their PCs, and the main GM would still guide the session without with questions. Uh, there's a board game called One Last Job, which is oh, yeah. basically this premise. And Mike from Nebraska, I, I have to recommend playing the game. It's it's pretty fun. I've only played it once, but it's a story game, and you're getting people together for one last job. And you describe, you know, somebody starts. They say, "Well, yeah, I'm so and so from this place." Yeah. And to do this, we also need Pablo from Connecticut because he's that demolitions guy. And somebody says, "Oh, that's me. I'm Pablo." I, I oh, have cool. to interrupt you. The the zipper pole is bumping onto the mic cable, which is causing a so unzip the zipper. Show us. How about that? Is that better? That's perfect. All right. All right. Cool. Thank you. Um, so anyway, check out that as well. Um, the one one last job, I think, is what it's called. Yeah, it's uh, Ocean's Eleven, basically. Yep. Uh, that's a, that was the way yep. it was described to you, and I thought to myself, Oh, that would be awesome. Ocean's Thirteen. Yep. Uh, the other players would still control their PCs, and the main GM would still guide the session with questions. Each PC would get their chances to on stand to tell their side of the story. It would be fun to see the same encounter carried out differently as each person tells their story. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had trouble with doing flashback scenes before, but it, the premise has always sounded so promising that it seems like there's got to be a fun way to do it. This, this sounds fun to me. Um, after, the, the dark. after the trial is over, the GM can decide the fate of the party depending on the nature of the trial and their answers. Um, so that might be a little bit tricky. I mean, maybe after the trial they just need to break out or something, but, you know, here they are on trial. Um, I think it would be a fun way to begin the campaign right in the middle of a big story. Yeah, if it is the middle of a big story, they, they don't get sentenced; they escape. Right? Like, yeah. I, oh yeah. You know, they're getting out. They're getting out somehow. Maybe right. they're going to be wanted. Yeah. yeah. To me, the question isn't um, the GM should decide the fate of the party. The GM should the, should decide how they escape based on this whole story and something from their. Their flashback scenes will inform. Oh yeah, there's a car bomb outside that's going to blow up in the wall, and they're just going to leave. Or they've paid off a guard, or they've you know. Or, or we could do it apocalypse world style and say, so how do you escape? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that was, yeah. That's so how is it? Even how better. do you escape? Even not better. not how are you? You know, not what are you going to do now? But how do you escape? Yeah, because you're going to escape. How do you escape? Right. right. Um, so Give them the power. It opened great role-playing opportunities since each player is still I'm, controlling. I'm sorry, I got it. It needs to be closer to the center. Sorry. All right. Zip that down. And this big There we go. Fruity Oat Bars. Oh, yeah. Awesome shirt. Thank you. That's, oh, my God. That's an that's awesome amazing. t-shirt. Look that's the, the best t-shirt ever. Look at him. He works out and stuff, too. What's he make a man out, out of a mouth. He's, oh like, he's all, like, skinny and oh young and works out. Bars, Isn't make that make the man boob like the rest of us? All right. That's the song they play on the... Just stop there, though. No, we're not going any... That's awesome That was not... I thought you wanted more. Not without dinner and a movie. All right. Um, so, great role-playing opportunities. I, I agree. So, if Royce is telling a story, Gomez might act differently in the same situation than he did during Vivian's story. Or, even if they do the exact same thing, they still make new roles, so that changes the flow. I, I hope this makes sense. It does. Yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah. love this We're idea. Yeah. Yeah. I might just steal it, in fact. <laughs> yeah, this actually reminds me of a... There's an episode of The X-Files where they go to Texas and they meet a bunch of vampires. Spoilers. Do you guys remember that episode? Yep. No. Uh, they, they're in Texas, and 
Scully and Mulder are talking to huh. what whatever his name is um, about what happened, and they're re- relaying the story as they go. And um, is it it's Scully, all done in flashbacks? Yes, it's all done in flashbacks. Scully goes important, first. Important point to know. And like this guy walks in, and he's the sheriff of the town, and he's like walks in. And he's like just built and cut and gorgeous, and he's like total like Marlboro man looking guy, <laughs> and 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 talks to her, and, and you know, and the, and the scene happens, and then and then Mulder goes, that isn't how it happened at all, and then he, then they show the exact same scene, and he walks in, and goes, the 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 same sheriff, y'all must be the government people. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he didn't talk like that, and the whole episode is like that. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun having a story where you have to rely on an unreliable narrator. Yes, absolutely. Um, if anyone's watching Legion FX, there's the first couple episodes, you don't know what's true and what is a product of this character's tele- telepathy and mental illness. Mm. And, <laughs> and fractured personality. Right, right, right. I have not seen any yet, but it's on our list of things to watch. Yeah, yeah I haven't so. spoiled anything. No, no, it's... it's, <laughs> it's um, if you've ever read an X-Men comic, yeah. Right, you know it's, it. it's just fascinating storytelling. It's also Wes Anderson does superheroes. So, oh, uh, nice. Fair enough. Oh, wow. Yeah. Enough Sweet. Take. If you hate Wes Anderson, you're probably not going to enjoy it, but it's not so Wes Anderson. It's not a copy, but it does, parts of it feel sort of Wes Anderson does superheroes. Has anyone seen the second season of Expanse? Or anyone yes, following I'm, it? I'm up to date on that. Oh, my God. I'm really enjoying it. Have you it. read the books? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's. I love. They've changed stuff, but but it's faithful, and I think the changes were just sensible it's, edits. It's faithful yeah, to the spirit of the story. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's the, I'm loving it. Is the uh, the Hawaiian Marine show up yet? Or Simone. Yeah. Okay. yeah what's her right. name? Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll check it out. Then. First episode of season two. I'll check yeah. it out then. Mm-hmm. I can't think of her name. And well, you should. I can't either. Yes. Yes. yes She's yes, awesome. I will. Yeah. Although although the mech suits aren't as intimidating and scary yeah, as I, I was hoping for. I thought they were going to be bigger and bulkier, but they're on a budget. Budget. So, yeah. yeah. Hello. That's the same thing with Starship Troopers. Also, yeah. you have. Also, you have to make the characters recognizable in them. Mm-hmm. That's well, the they, other thing. Yeah. But they can do that with vac suits because they did that. They do that with uh, what's his name in the whole second season. The the uh, the main character the 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 police inspector yeah um, oh yeah, yeah. because yeah, they yeah, just ha- he's in a helmet and he's lit Miller. from the inside yeah, yeah. yeah because Miller. you would be anyway right if, if this is the yeah. way you live you need to see who's inside there so I right. remember being really disappointed in the original Battlestar Galactica that the little lights that were their visors weren't force fields they was just to light the actor right because I thought to yeah. myself those helmets are awesome they got little force fields and somebody's like no that's just to light the actor and I'm like oh <laughs> Um, I should just add in uh, Fare Thee Well Douchebags, Mike from Nebraska. That was, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a nice that's well. a nice wishing wishing us well. Um, from so. Nebraska. Your turn. My turn? Go All for right. it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mike, Mike from, Nebraska. from Nebraska. Yeah. Setting specific versus setting agnostic system from Kurt Potts, who has one of the most awesome kids in the world. Who's also Kurt Potts. Yeah, he's the he played the magic user in your Swords and Wizards yeah. game. Yeah, good Potts player too. Oh, really? Good yeah. player to be a formidable he, player when he's an adult. He cool. rocked that magic user. Oh, he was, yeah, he did. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, smart. And, and like sort of look, look at situations like well, we need to sort of figure out how. Yep. It's like did hold he, on, everyone. Did he actually you guys a bit? No, not really. Yeah. No, but okay, real quick. Well, he he, he I know played a get, character who was super intelligent. I need to. I know. I know we need to get to the letter, but Stu and and I were playing with three kids uh-huh. in his game. Uh, his two kids and the Kurt Poth child, uh-huh. right? And so we're trying to, you know, help the kids out and marshal them and, you know, give them little pointer ideas. And we're fighting these uh, ogres. Right. And he says, hmm, 
I'm going to throw my dagger at him. And I was like, oh, you totally could do that, but, you know, you're a magic user, and you have this awesome sleep spell which you can use, which you put him to sleep. And he's like, I know, but I was thinking that we're going to get behind this door, and there's going to be more of them back there, so I'm going to want to use my sleep spell then, <laughs> instead of doing it now. And I was like, yep. Right? Damn, dude. <laughs> right on. <laughs> High five. Nux, bro. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, he was a great player. Anyway. Yeah. I would have just used my sleep spell then. Me too. I'd be like, ah, and magic. And then I have my dagger. Yeah. I would launch magic all over the place and then been like, oh, I have no more spells. And then the next room and be like, Yeah, and wet myself because I have no spells left. Yep. Hey there, doucherinos. Kurt from Fresno here with my attempt at the whole brevity thing. No, man, if you're like not into the whole, you know, brevity thing. It's like just your brevity, man. Oh, this is a short one. It's a bummer. It's a bummer, man. Wallow, stork. <laughs> no, he's got. He has to have like a pint of beer in his mouth for it to make it all the way through his nose. I just wanted to touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're Steve. not wrong. You're not wrong. I just wanted to tell stork. It still hurts wallow. just the wow. same. Yeah, right. Thank wow. you. Wow. <laughs> so Kurt says, "It's a bummer, man. It's a bummer, man. I, a bummer, man. <laughs> I love. It's a bummer." <laughs> Sorry. Makes me laugh every time. I know. Are you done yet? No. No. No, it's st- I'm still laughing. You should just go ahead anyway. Don't make me turn the show around. <laughs> My wife's been kidnapped. It's a bummer. <laughs> nice marmot. I'd love to hear your thoughts on setting specific versus setting agnostic RPGs. Setting specific games like D&D, L5R, and Star Wars as... Mm-hmm. And That's Star Wars, bar, Edge of the Empire, tend to have specific rules that guide you towards a certain style of play. Setting agnostic games like Savage Worlds, GURPS, and Fate Core all seem to rely on trappings or general rules to give the players more freedom to create their own thing. What are the benefits and drawbacks of each? And which do you prefer? Hopes this makes for an interesting discussion. P.S. <coughs> have a drink, yo. Mm. He didn't actually say yo. But um, cheers. I used to say I preferred generic games, but now I think I don't. I think I prefer games... Well, yeah, I think I kind of... I I think I more prefer games that are built with a setting in mind. Because I think, generally speaking, they do a better job of conveying the setting, if the setting's important. If the setting is unique and important. I, I will say the charm of Shadowrun is the setting and the rule set that goes with it. Right. I, I haven't seen a good sort of stripped-down setting agnostic version of Shadowrun. I've seen some great cyberpunk agnostic settings, um, maybe even cyberpunk with a little bit of magic or whatever nonsense you want to throw in there. But I think one of the things that's so cool about Shadowrun is how the rules work together. And um, I hate no, I had a bad Shadowrun experience. Sure, I'm going to argue that. I don't. I don't blame you. That a lot of people have had bad Shadowrun experiences. Just think, reading the book is a bad Shadowrun experience. Yeah. <laughs> but but playing Shadowrun without Shadowrun's rule set, I think would be less even. No, um, because you could still run across a courtyard and make it to the battle on time before it's over, rather than a meter at a time. Well, that's a rule that should be punched. <coughs> Oh, oh! I see. So playing Shadowrun by its rules, but not by its rules. I don't know a game system that I play unfudged. Mm. So, uh, I, um, 
all email, all hate emails. Yeah, uh, I, I, to Jason. I maybe maybe I'm unqualified to answer this question. No, no. I, I um, what, my answer is going to be both. Depends on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, if and I, I think Stu hit on something here where he, when he said, "Is the setting important? Is is the, does the setting have a is is the setting itself a character in the game?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm going to use two prime examples because <clears throat> Savage Worlds. You know, setting agnostic will do anything you want to do. You may not like the flavor of it. If you don't, that's fine. But it will do anything. It, it, it all of the all of those agnostic setting agnostic systems have their own flavor. They're going to add to the setting. Sure, because because the the game mechanic flavors the resolution of events. Yes, that's that's what the game mechanic does, and, and thereby. Changing how the players are going to approach it. If they're in a more deadly game system, sure, they're going to be well, a little more careful. Shadowrun GURPS is going to be different than Shadowrun Savage Worlds, unless I start flipping dials and switches in Savage Worlds. Well, yeah. If, if now, now if you're homebrewed, <coughs> if you're going to tweak it, then yeah. But well, no, no, they're not. It's not homebrewed. They're settings and dials yes. built baked into the system. That well, one they say can, you can. Yes. That one can adjust. But as but, but if I want a game that is very very focused and very very setting strong, where the setting is a character in the game in and of itself, then I want a game that is focused on that thing. And here's, here's the thing. There are a multitude of Apocalypse World hacks that all derive their core mechanic from this one game that was designed to do Apocalypse, apocalypse <coughs> post-apocalyptic <laughs> games. Okay? But by fiddling with things... Tweaking things and putting Coming in up with new moves. I mean, putting there, there, in specific there's some mechanics. Pretty serious overhauling. Yeah. There. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's putting not in a some small specific, process. No, it's right. not. It's right. taken me two years. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but I create a game that so completely captures the atmosphere of that thing. Right. And mm-hmm. encapsulates that thing. Okay. But both of these answers are good depending on what I'm after. Sure. I mean, so, the the the, the, fir- the reason I, I say I prefer games, if the setting's important, games that are specifically designed for it, is uh, the first thing that came to my mind was L5R. Because uh-huh. L5R, I mean, even, even when it comes down to your basic stats, your basic stats are built around the whole earth, air, fire, water, void, right. th- mm-hmm. you know, dynamic. And that that it, system is really tightly woven with the characters. You can't... You can't use... I mean, roll, the roll and keep system it get it gets used in other things. Seven C uses mm-hmm. uses it, but I, I, I they don't have earth, air, fire, water, and void for their stats, do they? No, no. Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet. I downloaded the PDF. I would. I wouldn't think up. they would. I have booked. All of the skills aren't going to be in Japanese, right? Right. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, but I mean, the, that the whole system immerses you in that setting. And that I that's one of the reasons I really liked it because it's hard to not think in that setting because everything is built around it. Mm-hmm. I, I think you you totally hit on it right there, and that is that the the specialization of of the game itself pushes you everyone involved towards the thing that you're trying to yeah, encapsulate. I think so. Um, this is true of of. It's true of D&D. It's true of, of Pathfinder. It's true of of <coughs> L5R. It's true of Apocalypse World. It's true of, you know, all, it's true of everything. It just pushes you 
that way. A, a prime example that leaps to mind is a, a Powered by the Apocalypse game called Night Witches, which is about uh, Russian women World War II bomber pilots. Stu stumbled upon this like years ago before there was an actual game. Which one? Is, is the there? Night Witches. No, he, was, he stumbled on the snipers. The snipers. Yeah. He the did snipers, the snipers. But Hot Russian snipers mm, from World War II. Yeah. The... the um, I'll take two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can, you can mail order them. <laughs> or, or, the, uh, but yeah. the, the way the game thinks, everything about the way the game happens <clears throat> so totally drills you into this idea of being these World War II Russian women pilots. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in rickety old World War One era planes, trying to fly behind enemy lines and bomb German facilities, and things are going to go from bad to worse. It's going to happen. But it just focuses you so powerfully on that thing. So is there, is there I'm just curious, is there an Apocalypse World game that you don't have? Oh, there are, or haven't read? Uh, oh there are God. lots of them that I don't have yeah, or haven't okay. read. There, because there, there are dozens. hundreds, yeah, hundreds you just, of you just them. You just recently you've been Apoc- able to throw Apoc- down a, an example of an Apocalypse World game for everything that's come Apocalypse, up. I, that's Apocalypse World games are like bed bugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they pop up. <laughs> they, I'm, I'm working on one right now. I'm, like it's, it's. I'm in final edit. I'm in final edit before I send it to my editor. Oh, awesome! So, so this this conversation, this bit of discussion. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. It, it reminds me of, and I don't actually have a point in this, it just makes me think of Rifts. Because you had Rifts, and it had an RPG made for its setting. It had mega damage, and oh, yeah. all of this other kind of stuff. And right. now, we have it for Savage Worlds. And they had to add a whole bunch of rules to it, so it would still be the same I setting. Think, <laughs> I think that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. How much did they have to tweak eh. Rifts, or, uh, I'm sorry... Savage Worlds to make it work quite because I haven't looked at it. Quite a bit. Do they have mega damage? Yes. 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 They, How does they, that work in Savage Worlds? You don't. I, we don't need to go into that. It, now. It, it just layers. Matter, on, it, it, they basically put some layers on top of the existing rules. Okay. It's not the the Savage Worlds still remains Savage Worlds. It's still it's very Savage recognizable yeah, yeah, yeah. as Savage Worlds. But like I have a mega damage weapon and. Mega damage. There's mega damage armor, and they're sort of separate from regular damage and regular armor. Did you play? Did you ever play Rifts in its no. original? Did, are yes, you kidding? I did, yeah. That's yeah. by Palladium, right? No. Palladium. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do those two compare? Um, I haven't played Savage Rifts yet, um, but I'm having sure you've read it though, having read it, yeah. um, I think that the Savage Worlds version compares favorably to the Palladium version. Mm-hmm. Um, in part because it's much more accessible yeah, than yeah. the Palladium version was. Because the Palladium <laughs> version was was disgustingly complicated. Yeah. Oh, in, yeah. In, in all the little bits and pieces and moving parts and things. And this is from a guy who likes Hero. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can like Hero and dislike something for being too complicated, I think that really says a lot. Yeah. My, my first GM was a, was a MOOC-level GURPS guy. And when we played Rifts... He was like, I'm not even going to bother with the Palladium stuff. I'm just going to run it in GURPS. Yeah. Because As you should. Palladium was just, it was just like, there's no way. It, it's just, it's, it's, my God, it's full of charts. <laughs> Here's yeah. a point that I think it needs to be made. Um, when we were um, uh, on a podcast, one, one of the other podcasts we were sharing, we were talking about Numenera. And they took me to task for hating Numenera. 
And uh, I back Numenera. Uh, I, I don't like it because it's very fiddly and it's got a it's sort of railroady. And uh, he brought up a point. He said to me, just almost offhand, he goes, well, because you're an experienced player. What if you're a first-time player? And I went, oh, that's a really good point. A lot of the stuff about Numenera that I don't like is aimed at first-time players. It's about storytelling. It's about taking a risk. It's about exploring. I get it. No, no. But my point being, sometimes these systems are geared towards people's first games. Later on, we as experienced players can play it in another system. But sometimes their first games, their first experience, that's what they love. <coughs> and there's nothing wrong with your first time, right? That's that was what they fell in love with. That's what they grokked. Well, it's usually a little clumsy and awkward. And yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Like, like a lot like riffs. Yeah. <laughs> and Numenera is such a pretty book, too. It sure is. Well, artwork you is know, fantastic. But, you know, we but, say that about a lot of books. That yeah. doesn't make it a good game. No. But we, no, I'm not saying Numenera is a bad game, because I've only played it once, and the GM had never pl- had never even I, run it, so it was kind of a... It was more I, my, awkward than, you know... This is, this is a broader topic than, than the game specific. My point being that... That we, as the elitist game swine that we are, can oh no, why don't you just play it in cups? Oh no, we can savage worlds. It. Oh no, but but a lot of people don't have that luxury or even want to learn all these various game systems. They just want to play the game, yeah, right? that's the one that they and, like. And you know what? That's, with that, that with that yeah. stuff. But they, they that's wanna... also why we have a lot of people who write in, who say, "I play Pathfinder." Yeah, my group plays Pathfinder. You know what? That's cool. That Rock it. That's, Rock that, it. And that, that's, the, that's the point that needs to be made because yeah, we can sit back and judge. Oh, well, I, that, that game would run much better in GURPS. But, I uh, freely admit that I am a game system <laughs> whore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm a game system snob. I'm, I, say I'm, that. I'm, I'm totally a game system slut. I will play anything. I'll play anything I don't have to run. But, <laughs> but, even, but, even, but even look at the B team. Like, they played Rifts for years, and they never knew that they were doing it wrong. I've been having sex for years, and apparently... (laughs) (laughs) I have two kids from it, but I've been doing it wrong. That really long college GURPS campaign I ran, we would would play for a while, and then I would, like, go through the book, and I'm like, oh, shit, we've been doing damage a little wrong. Yeah. And then I'd go to the, hey, guys, and then we'd read through it, like, oh, yeah, okay, all right. And then, oh, no, but I, I meant they were doing it wrong for playing Rifts. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> so I can well, well I contend that there's uh, if you if you start with a system play the system that you're comfortable with or whatever and then eventually I think you know once you get used to gaming then you can branch off and do stuff and then you can reinvent mm-hmm. the wheel I, I, you can play yeah Savage I, Worlds riffs I'm, I'm with you but I, I strongly recommend you know after you've been playing for a bit try something different sure. see if you sure, like it maybe right. you will maybe you won't That's have fine. a menage a trois you know mm-hmm. I, go ahead oh I was just say and when. When this whole thing started way back, rule systems were made for setting. Yeah, each, oh, yeah. there yeah. wasn't. A, and you I mean, did not cross. You played. You never crossed D&D. the streams. If yeah. you wanted science fiction, you paid Traveler. Right. If you wanted horror, you played well, Call of Cthulhu. And then along came the people. Gerbs. The people. Well, the people who were working on on generic systems started on them fairly early, because remember before GURPS there was the fantasy trip. Right. But even so, the fantasy trip was melee and wizard. Yes. And um, 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 but around the same time, advanced melee and around the same time, they started de- developing the hero system. And also around the same time, the uh, uh, BRP, BRP and people started using the same system for multiple settings. So they, they really, I would say, by eighty eighty 
two, yeah. somewhere in there, yeah. you're starting 80s, to yeah. really yeah, yeah. S- really see, not, not necessarily gen- generic, but systems that had m- multiple applicabilities. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah. my understanding was Hero started as Champions. It started as a specific. That was the first offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I believe when we talked to Steve Long, who was not there at the beginning, he right, yeah, got yeah. the IP later. But the intention had always been for it to be an, oh, okay. uh, a generic system. Well, I'll, I'll add into not entirely on point, but if you really, if you want a um, agnostic system that's pretty malleable and can fit a lot of different things, and is not as fiddly as like a Riffs or something like that, um, I have modified. Uh, wild talents a number of times in different ways. You can make weapons and armor in it. You can make superpowers. You can make spells. You right. can right. make spaceships. You know, you can make lots of things. If you sit down and grok the rules, I think it was less work to absorb than like riffs or or even like I don't like the dice system in Savage Worlds. I you know there are parts of that that I'm not a big fan of. But um, sitting down with Wild Talents, it felt very malleable, and I could just sort of push things around and make what I wanted and still have a meaningful dice set that felt, you know, like there were consequences and there was some, you know, am I going to win or lose, things like that. Um, if you haven't checked out Wild Talents, definitely do. Because yeah, you and Kimmy. Or, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You have I'm, to pay Kimmy a buck now. Yeah. The, um, the on our... Uh, Podcast forum, chat, room, chat forum. room, forum, the forum. Set sounds like survey. Flat. Set again. L five R comes in Set second again? on what they want. I want they want next for uh, actual play. What Guess who came first? in first? Gerps. Really? Yes. I came up with an idea. I don't think it would be a campaign. I think it would be a one shot. Invite Mook over. Interesting. No, no, but but the idea I came up with, <laughs> the idea, solution. the idea I came up with was um, uh, Red Dawn. Okay. Like mm-hmm. a year after the movie. Okay. Oh. So yeah. take the, that cast. They're still fighting in Pineville or whatever the name of the town was, and that would that would I think that would be an interesting mission. But you could turn that into a campaign. I think. Sure. Did you did you give them a list of specific ones, or was it freeform and everyone just chose GURPS? GURP, no, it was a it was a field. You put whatever you want. So someone could have put tunnels and trolls in there, for instance. I'll talk. Then, I'll talk to the MOOC about running a commandy. Uh, there's all point taken. There's point all kinds. We really need the DC commandy post-apocalyptic my, campaign. My, my point GURPS. was there wasn't a specific list of choices. No, they could put in whatever they want, and GURPS came and out first. GURPS. Yes, because it wow. lists, it, that's their next new shiny. They, that's what they want to see next. That, no, I know. I don't that's... think it's the next new shiny. I think it's because I'm a big GURPS yeah. advocate. Yeah, there's a lot of GURPS players who listen to the show. Yeah, right. Or like, you know what? You've why been... the fuck aren't you running GURPS? You've been preaching it. I yeah. So I set up or shut up. That's that. Intro- I really want to run L5R, but I also want to do it the. List I really want to get the Mook in here to run a game for you, and you get to yeah. play GURPS with the Mook running the game yeah. or, you, or two. Maybe we could get the Mook to do an actual play. We've been trying to get him on for years. It'd be awesome. Didn't it, didn't he come in here once? No, no. no. Never we had Will Huggins. He was going to no, be. No, did we have Will? Did we get Will in once? I don't think Will's ever been on. I don't think Will's. I think the Mook no. was going to be. I think he got sick or had something. Something happened. He had night shifts for a while. Well, Mook Mook works at night. Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah. He's still at night. Okay. Anyway, we He's can make this work. I think he is. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. A special snowflake from Name Withheld. Has anyone uh, not read? Me. Okay, go. <clears throat> A.S. Ente Scriptorium. 
since Postscript is so 2016. Have a drink. Also, take a shower in French. Douche. Mm. Douche. douche. I write douche. to you douche. for the first time after listening to your podcast on my commute, which is much longer now than it was when I discovered you guys last year. Sorry about that. I love your advice for gaming-related topics, and especially advice for non-game-specific GM advice. I have been gaming on and off since I was nine. Wow. Wow. Wow, nice. With some huge gaps here and there due to responsibilities that the younger generation now calls adulting. Boo! That's trigger warning. Trigger warning. (laughs) Next card. Do not put in... We'll put a veil over that. (laughs) Triggered. Fines. Adulting. Tell us how you really feel, it's called Stu. getting out of bed. You were fine until Bill work. brought it up. And you're like, <laughs> no, it's you, been, it's you're bu- right. It's bugged me for a long time. No, it, it has me too. I'm, I'm there with you. Really? Why do you care? It's no, the, thank it's you. Just, it's just the name. It's the name. It's, like, I, it, it's, it's what we call being a grown-up and just doing shit. But you know, now we have to have a name for sometimes it. Sometimes words change over time. and they. You oh, know, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm not pedantic when it comes to the, <laughs> when it comes to the, the language. Um, but... The problem is the people that... It's not the word. It's the people that tend to use the term adulting aren't. Oh. Well, they, they want... What, they, what My gripe with it is that, like, I got out of bed and went to work this morning. Adulting! I'm like, that's what, what we do. Hashtag adulting. Every day. Hashtag adulting. Hashtag, that's uh, you're within range. <laughs> and you probably use that. No, I've never used no. hashtag good, adulting. Good on you. I, I just... It's... it's Unless it's what the rest of us call getting up and going to work in the morning. It's called yeah. life. I don't think I have the energy to generate fury over the, you know, somebody <laughs> hashtagging it's not, that. It's not. It's not fury. It, you shouted. Well, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> it was a brief moment of righteous <laughs> indignation. <laughs> but it, it really. It, it's. It's not the fact that someone has coined a, a, num, a new stupid term that doesn't need to exist. We've all. We've. There were those when we were. You know. Yeah. Sure. Twenties to every generation. It is. I, I I watch some of the train wrecks of people on Facebook who use the term adulting and oh, have uh. realized that they have coined this term because they don't know how to be adults. And you know what? I'm glad and, I didn't have social media frustrated. when I was learning how to be an adult. <laughs> You know what? You make a, that. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. You're, you're making up a good point. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'm convinced that social media is a good thing for us. Maybe. As a maybe no, I, I, I think social media is a terrible thing, personally. I think it's, it's yeah. I think it can Just for be. us here, because we're not very social people, it's not a very good it, idea. It well, you be. don't have any standing <laughs> in this at all. You don't even have a fucking Facebook account. You're right. And I had to set up your Twitter account, I and know. you don't even know the password. I know. And it that's, makes you mad, doesn't it? That's no. because he doesn't know how to adulting hashtag. <laughs> You're right. I completely yeah, or at adulting or at adulting. No, that's, a, no, that's yeah. a different feed. You don't. You don't put at adulting. No, I put the hashtags adulting. at the end because I'm <laughs> you so in that. Hashtag at the end. He does it wrong. Apparently. <laughs> Currently, I am enjoying a long streak with the most stable group I've had since high school, and it's a lot of fun. Good for you. Awesome. I believe it has now been over two years, possibly approaching three. Is he old enough to listen to this show? I'm not sure. I'm wondering. I typically GM, but since it can burn me out, two other players have stepped up and done a fantastic job filling in. Excellent. Our group got a player that was added approximately a year ago, and that's what this email is about. I've heard the term special snowflake used pejoratively towards nearly anyone that doesn't fall in line and conforms to what's expected. 
not actually the definition of snowflake, but we'll talk about that in a minute. I was a soldier, so I get it, but I also appreciate people who ro to rock the boat and cause a little trouble because that seems to be what we as Americans do best. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So here's the issue. The new player, who I will refer to as the FNG, or Special Snowflake, interchangeably, is a nice enough guy, friendly, adds to the food fund, and as far as I can remember, has never been late or absent unexpectedly. However, he joined us in the middle of a campaign I was running for the players for a year already in a world... year already... needs a comma. In a world... In a world... In a world. I built from scratch <laughs> to be low magic, very dark, and gritty. I would describe it as if Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings while going through heroin withdrawal. I like this. I like wow. this. I want to play that game. I tried to make magic rare and dangerous if used so there wouldn't be so it wouldn't be thrown around like typical fantasy games. Right. Good plan. Yeah. Elves were straight up evil incarnate. Humans were just as horrible as we normally are, with maybe just a little less bloodthirst than colonial age Europeans. That's Okay. Dwarves were as greedy as 1980s coke fiend stockbrokers. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Nice. let's make a deal. And orcs were considered honorable because they wouldn't lie to you about wanting to kill you and burn down your village. Mm. Mm. Nice. It was working out splendidly for the campaign, and the players were getting into the groove of harshness of this world. <clears throat> then came the special snowflake. FNG didn't want to play any of the available races or build a character to fit into any of the cultures available. FNG wanted to play a magical creature that can shape change into animals. No. <laughs> right. That, there, perfect, cha that's, perfect chance yeah. to say no. That's yeah, not even a no but. Yeah, that's or a no and. No, that's, that's a, a no. No, but you now have the opportunity to go back and try and try again. <laughs> no, yeah. I've given you fifteen races to pick from. Pick one. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's like it's not saying no to someone's role playing choice. You're saying no to this doesn't fit my. This setting. doesn't yeah, fit right, the yeah, setting. Yeah. No, no. Here are the fifteen. I, I hear sixteen. If you want one more, <laughs> but that's it. But there's right. nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Some magical um, shape changing. First, what the fuck is this bullshit? Agreed. Second, I never once even considered that there would be any creature solely based on a magic. Mm, on sure. a magic, unless it was ultimately corrupt. So here I am internally debating whether I should allow this. I don't like to say no to player ideas. Understandable. Good on you. But on the other hand, what the fuck? <laughs> Might as well start throwing in dragons, unicorns, and Dristorden yeah! to, to this setting. I relented, sat Two down, centaurs. and figured out how to make a balanced character with him that won't overshadow the rest of the group or change the vibe of the setting. I had a feeling it would disrupt the world setting as thoroughly as finding a used condom in the punch bowl would disrupt a party. Dude, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's when the party starts. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, that's when I find I you think find the, the party condom, might you're like be over at that. Point. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's, no that, that's the start of a different that, party. Right? Yeah. You're part of the punch bowl. Like, where is everybody? Oh. 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 Um, I before I go here. on. Um, I see the solution to his problem in the middle line yep. of that paragraph. Yeah. Would be any that I never once even considered that there would be any creature solely based on magic unless it was ultimately corrupt. There you go. Right. It's like, a doppelganger. You like, could <clears throat> you could yes, but yes, but, but, but you're or, totally corrupt. Right. Or just go with no because magical creatures are evil and won't, wouldn't be working with a party of mortals. Absolutely. Right. Like right. that's just the setting you're in. You don't go to Lord of the Rings and complain they did characters don't have cell phones. You know that's. <laughs> 
Like, Damn you, Tolkien! Like, I wanted AT and T. You know what? If they this do guy, though. They have those stones. You know, there's a guy who's going to be going. I need. Yeah. I have one of these. I, My I want father a brought it Palantir. Oh, you want a Palantir? What, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what FNG needs to do is go and DM a game, right? Like yeah. that's this guy oh, yeah, has I, never run a game. Right. A guarantee <laughs> has never run a game. Has well, never. We had don't a, need to finish the email because that's the actual has, perfect solution. I, right. I agree. He's <laughs> never had a player ask him. By the way, could you rewrite the entire rule set and setting for me specifically? Right. I, can, I, can I be a ninja? Yeah, no, I would no play ninjas. a ninja. I, um, the closest <laughs> could, I've well, ever. Could come. I be a ninja? No, there's no ninjas. Yeah. Well. This is the Wild West. You cannot play a ninja. <laughs> Thank you. China existed. They had ninjas. China, yeah. And I'll, so could I be just a, a, a samurai in black clothes with different swords? No. No, there's no samurais. Oh. But, but the... Uh, the closest I've ever come to physical violence on a player was when I handed out pregens for a game, and the player said, can I change everything about this character? And I said, leave. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say no. I said leave. I'm, I'm I, sure, I am sorry I'm about sure that. I'm sure that was the, the, the last straw of a lot of straws. If it actually yeah. almost led to physical violence. I did apologize for that. <laughs> I, it wasn't I, you. <laughs> While the character provided a lot of fun for role-playing and gave the group more options on how to overcome obstacles... I think that I set a bad precedence. Agreed. Agreed? Mm-hmm. Ever since then, no matter who the GM is, no matter the genre, the setting, the rule set, he must make a character that doesn't fit, and we collectively have to work together to shoehorn his character no, into the setting. No, you don't have to. No, you yeah. don't. No. Um, there are a lot of ways you can approach this problem, and I don't know that it's a good one, but one you could do is just let the, his fellow players police him, and every time he rise, rolls up a character that's out of line, they kill him. When you go down the wrong corridor, don't uh, fudge the dice. Let him die. I had a campaign where that happened, and that. Uh, I'm sorry, but I apologize. Like I said, I'm, I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to be in a situation where I'm encouraging play, in player fighting. Um, but um, I've, I've been in two situations where we had to uninvite someone from our table. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. never good. That is the most awkward, horrible thing. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. Was you should write thing. a note about how to do that right. There isn't. I, I, there isn't. <laughs> There's no Don't invite them to begin yeah. with. Okay. Well. We even had, like, in one case, it was like, dude, our play style, this type of game, this is what we're doing. Here's where what you're doing doesn't fit with what we're doing, and we'd like you to stay. Please do this instead. And continued not to do that. Right. Mm. Right. Like that was the most <laughs> that was the most adulting moment in my young life. Hashtag. hashtag <laughs> Trigger <adult>. Trigger SB <laughs> uh, Lloyd says that sounds like the guy insisting on playing a vampire in a werewolf game. Or no, <laughs> yeah. a werewolf in a vampire game, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I no, I you, I totally agree with you, Jason. You you have to have an adult conversation and say, Look, yeah. okay, you Trigger. this is this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you need to change. Right. This is your opportunity. Right. Don't make me have this conversation with you again. Right. This is our campaign. This is what we're doing. If right. you want to run a different game where everyone's making unicorn satyrs, then <laughs> great. You know right. You know what? Rock that. I will roll up a character ne- for next week. Right. But Magical girl unicorns. Right. He did Every say single game. Snowflake. Yeah. He was Can a I nice enough guy, but I feel like he knows better, <laughs> and he's just assuming we will just keep going with the flow. It's possible. Mm-hmm. He always says that it's his character concept. Mentally, I'm yelling, Bullshit! Bullshit! Every time I hear that. Yep. Me too, from California. I'm yeah. yelling that at yeah. your yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm yelling, all of us yeah. are yelling that at your player right yep. now. 
Funny thing is, I have my character concepts, open the books, and figure out how to make it work within the rule set, genre, and setting set forth by the And you know what? I actually find that kind of fun. Yeah. I actually actually find that... That limitation of... Yeah. It's so cool. It's like, it's kind of like a puzzle. How do I figure out this really cool thing? What I want is, I so totally want to get a hold of something in the GM's world and, like, make it mine. Yeah. Yeah. For that character. It's like, this is, I want to, you know, I want this thing right here. I want to... Because I want that. Um... If the concept cannot be achieved within game mechanics as a starting character, then I have a goal to work towards, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. always a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. If the concept cannot work within those parameters, then I think of something else. But no, he's got me, the current GM, and another player that's as familiar with the books as I am, trying to explain to him that he cannot be perfect or use a loophole in the book to be a giant gambling robot that can have all the skills maxed out because if he's huge... He has unlimited hard drive space to know every skill. That's an oddly oh, yeah. specific example. Hmm. I, I feel like that must have happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I could tell you too, as as somebody who I came to a D and D table and I rolled up a swashbuckler character and we were level one. I said, you know, I really want to do this dual wielding stuff, and the guy's like, well, you don't have enough feats yet. I was like, okay, but I still want the rapier and dagger. I'm just not good enough to stab with it. He was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I played that character, and the rest yeah. of the players hated me because I was ineffectual. Well, you know, it was just at level one, you get one attack, sure. and then I was going to work up to the feet. That, that wasn't right. just that To be fair, I was actually a sorcerer, too. So. Oh, well. You know, in GURPS, <laughs> you, in GURPS, you just buy a second skill main Right? Gosh, and then you're, well, you're sure. But the point was, within, within the rule set, you know, I had a goal. Like, I'm going to get to being this kick-ass swashbuckler. Yeah. Right. You know, and right. the GM was like, uh, yeah, that, you can still have the dagger in your hand because it looks cool. But you're not gonna, you and have that, to choose fight with this. Or I actually fight had with the this. same problem. I, were, I actually wanted this goal. It's like this, this is the arc of the character. He's going to grow into the swashbuckling thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's starting out as a really bad Errol Flynn, but eventually uh-huh. he's going to be badass. But nobody gives you the chance. And some systems won't allow you. Well, either. you were playing D&D 4 with that. Yes, where if you're uh, not, yes I was. Yeah, if you're not any, any maximizing your you're build, a, and you yeah. weren't a fighter, you were a spell thrower. I was a, I was a, I was a sorcerer, which is one of those one of those hybrid yeah. classes. Yeah, I mean, this this swashbuckler is an actual like fighter based yes. class yes, from right. third and a half edition. So right, yeah. Anyway, I started to get angry because he's doing it again. FNG is acting the fool as if he hasn't read the books before, and he's just trying to go with his concept. But really, he's retroactively making changes to game the system and monkey wrench the setting. Again, you, you totally know what's going on. I feel You're myself getting this. angry just reliving how many times <laughs> I've had I have said to him, "Just follow the character creating concepts in the book to create your concept." And we're getting angry too. After the third time, I just shook my head and walked away. I'll probably just have my character take out his character and then sell him as scrap metal. The second he starts Mary suing everything. Mm. Uh, scrap metal, yes. That is the, a, uh, I, I'll tell you, that's a decidedly unsatisfying outcome. It really is. It is. If, if you go it down is. that route. Um, uh, how would you handle the special snowflake like this? Yeah. Yours with a bottle of rum, name withheld. Uh, I would do precisely what Jason said a little while ago. I would have an adult conversation with him, and, I'm say, and I, would, I would be very on point with him. We're having this conversation. This is your one and only opportunity to change what you're doing. If you don't, you will be uninvited. Yeah, uh, yeah those no. are the stakes. Two, two simple letters. No. Yeah. Here, are, here are the yeah. 15 characters you can choose from. Pick one. If you don't like any of them, then you will not be invited. Th- this is not the game for you. Yeah. Right. You know, right. Like that's. Yeah. And you know, good yeah. luck and and yeah. best wishes. And I hope. And if that happens, I hope you find a game that you enjoy. But it's not going to be this one. Right. 
I wrote a song about this. Oh, uh, which, ninja, which song right? was it? The, I said no. That's right. Yeah, you can't play a ninja. That was very this funny. This is an old west game, and they didn't have ninjas. Yeah, that's right. I'll play it. At the that's end. where I got that from. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's right. why I said what I did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we all did. We were, we all knew that. It, I, I I just I remembered it, but we I didn't know. remember from the song. But that, that was a very funny one. All right. Thank you very much. Name withheld. Gen Con oh. Horror Story. Who's Gen Con Horror Story. It's me. Okay. Gen Con Horror Story from Steve and Sokol. A couple years ago, as my primary bachelor party, I attended Gen Con for the first time with my groomsmen and remainder of our gaming group. That guy's wait, wait a nerd. Second. <laughs> nerd. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. As my as my daughter would say, those guys are nerds. <laughs> Which daughter? Uh, the oldest one. The She's funny makes me laugh. We took this as an opportunity to learn new systems that none of us have have had much experience with. Uh, we had some generally good experiences with a couple of sessions of L5R with Heroes of Rokugan group, um, where they <clears throat> very graciously allowed our group of seven to cram into one table, normally a max of six, and grab some experienced GMs to run us through the first two scenarios of the series. One of them being run by the author of the module. Awesome. Nice. It's always fun. Yeah. Everyone was very friendly and helpful in teaching us the system, um, with good times being had by all. While a little enthralled by their plot world building, they were super enthusiastic about getting more people into L5R. That is really cool. And that, that again, feeds into the whole be a fan of your players thing. Yeah. Enthusiasm. Another day, in the conference room far, far away, we had a very different experience. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, which Star Wars music should it be? Oh, I was. That dun, was Luke's dun, theme. Dun, 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 that's the one I was doing. Well, the that's pretty good because because, because uh, uh, was it Jimmy Fallon did the whole the whole box thing where everybody's dun, 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 and they're all looking around and, and and he does the whole medley. So just okay. go look up the Jimmy Fallon. But it says cue Star Wars music, but I don't yeah. know which one. Bum, 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 Probably the opening. No, no, no. It's got to be the Imperial March. No? It's got to be the Imperial March because it's Everyone loves some jizz whaling. Do they? By the Okay, by the way. Do they? By the way. Fucking Kurt Potts, man. Hold on. Jesus Christ. By the way. So drunk. If you did not know that they actually called that jizz whaling... In 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 the movies, right? If you didn't know that that was a thing, you only knew that if you read the script. After that show, after that that game, don't go back and Google jizz whaling with moderate search off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> the, the, <that's>, <laughs> those are actual characters. So no, so, jizz whaling wait, wait. is actually the thing. That wait, style so, of music. So ten years ago, when I went to the Star Wars convention, all the hot chicks were asking me, "Can, can you want to go back to my room and do jizz whaling?" They meant the band? Yeah, they meant playing music. Oh, yeah. man, I led them astray. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. No. Okay. Did, 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 it work, did it work out for you? No. Oh, okay, then you led them I ended up playing music for them. Well, <laughs> what can you do? Love comes in spurts. And their boyfriends. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> the, the, it, Kurt Potts was killing me because he played a, a Bith... In a game yeah. at the game convention, and he was decided he was a jizz whaler. It was, yeah, it, was Bill's, it was Bill's. It was Bill's Star game. Wars Traveler game, and he was like listing creation. off the albums that he had recorded oh, while my jizz and gently the one, wails. The one killed me. That killed me was the white white album. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> while my jizz <laughs> gently wails. The one, 
But that's wait, that's I got it. It's the white album, and that's it. It's over. I almost fell down. I was laughing so much after I heard all that, like Sunday or Monday or something like that. I was like, that can't. I mean, that can't actually be right. Like, I'm gonna go look this up. Oh my god! Close, close. Save search. Save search. All right. Uh, it, it was funny. Slightly less funny having been there for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, oh, he was really drunk at the game. Oh yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Love you, Kurt. It was funny. It just. You know. <laughs> I get the impression he's kind of a lightweight. I get, oh, yeah. the, I get the impression that the kid and wife went to bed, and he was like, able to go, let go, 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 go. Yeah. Like, Although, like, although to be fair, Katie's the one who provided him with the alcohol. She's a good that's, wife. That's what I heard. She just kept like handing yeah. him, like drinking. Here you go, honey. Here you go, honey. We had all signed up for the beginner session of the old D6 Star Wars system. Is that the... That's uh, the West, West End game. That's the West End game. Yeah, yeah. 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 West End? Okay. Yep. West. Uh, playing a module West. from the Sparks <laughs> campaign. Note, this system doesn't have levels... But I'm using level equivalents to tell the story, so back off, chat room. Yeah, right? Yeah. There you go. The system is also made out of stacks of flaming garbage, so that's... Preemptive flame war right there. That was awesome. Don't hold back, Jason. Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Well, it was an early game, It was. It was. was. It's from the... I actually have an original book. Mid-80s, probably. I I had it at one point. 86, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's playable. It's not as it's not great. Listen, a great games game, but were it's playable. Their infancy, they were still trying. Is to Is that break the same out? as the Saga edition? No, no, no. it's different. Okay, yeah. right. there have been like six. Oh, Saga was D twenty. Okay, yeah, there have been like six different versions of Star Wars okay. games. Yeah, not counting the Gerbs pack. Yeah, I mean three three that were. I mean, West End games was playable. It was playable. Then Saga was D twenty, and now we have FFG's version. Right. With so many little pieces and Bill's Star Wars travel. Well, that's well, that's not, mm, oh, yeah, not that's official. True. That's and not also, official the life. Star Wars hack for PBTA is eminently playable, and I'm a huge fan of it. Oh, oh yeah. yes, what's it called? It's called Omega World because they didn't want to get sued. Right, sure. but it, they seriously filed filed numbers off. I, I, yeah, really, I really want the star, the Savage World Star Wars, so it's SWSW. <laughs> um, I'm sure uh, there's a hack. I'm uh, sure. Uh, I know actually, there are several. The best one is by Jared Gunning. Okay. There's also there's also White Star, which is um, an old. Sc- I know uh, the Jizz Whalers. <laughs> yeah, no. but, there, my jizz but there's also uh, 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 White Star, which is a swords and wizardry. Um, oh, okay. Hack for Star Wars. Star conflicts. No, it's called yeah. White Star, and they have like uh, uh, yeah. one of the White ones? Star, Space, Star Wars, Space Swords of Wizardry, Wizardry, Star Knights. So it's yeah. it's W S S W S S W. Uh, it's just WS. Nailed White, it. White Star, Star Wars, Sav- Swords of Wizardry hack. Six of our seven-person group mm. showed up. One went to sleep and was okay skipping the session. We introduced ourselves, established that we've not played, and started picking the stock level one characters back off chat room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you that get they it. had it's available. It's like beginning point value. Yeah. Right. Pretty Unfortunately, as we were setting up, two people wander over and sit down at the table, bumping it up to eight players. Okay, this seems a little odd. I've heard this happen quite a few times at Gen Con, where like, oh, more people just show up. Oh, yeah, 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 sit down. Yeah, not, my, I don't, not, I, not at my table. What the fuck? Yeah, I wouldn't let that happen either. Like, no. Why, what like, GM lets that happen? Oh, like? you can totally sit down and watch if you'd like. Oh. Yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, but it's not like the ringers are hanging out. It's like bounty hunters are just wandering in and go, yeah, we're going to sit down now. 
we're professional role players. Right. <laughs> like, you're, like you're waiting for the blackjack table to get yeah, hot. They, yeah, right. Exactly. Like, okay, they, now they I'm bring out their dice. I've been watching. Now the sh- now the no, shoe's no. hot. That, oh, that's exactly roll. what's about to happen. Yeah. Did you read this? Oh, like, of it's, course. It's like. Exactly. No, we're gonna let this story unfold. Okay, this oh, seems a little Spoilers. odd. Spoilers. <laughs> Since there are a handful of other tables with empty slots, and now we're trying to cram a lot of people onto one game, but we're not in charge, so that's fine. No, it's not fine, even though you're not in charge. But right. Okay. What They're along we... for the ride. What can they do? They're yeah. like, uh, right. Uh, it uh, kind of has to be fine. Uh, okay. What the fuck? Uh, one of these. Two new guys brings over his character, which is the equivalent of a one to second levels higher than the rest of us. But he's friendly enough, and we figure that's not a big deal. The other guy just kind of sits and brings out his character, which appears to be the equivalent of about a 20th level character or something. What, they're all level one? Warning! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you had the DM. That's like That GM should have not allowed any of this No, no, that's, a, right. that's GM's buddy, I guarantee you. Oh, probably, yeah. Well... This escalated quickly. Right. (laughs) So Darth Vader sits down. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) Apparently. Uh, Now we're a bit concerned, but soldier on as the GM starts the module introduction. As soon as the scenario is set up, we're given time to prepare for the mission. This involves infiltrating an Imperial base and getting a couple of key points to disable shields or some such. So this is very much like Shadowrun, Uh where you have to spend a lot of time prepping. Yeah. Buying stuff and say, saying yeah, yeah. what it is gather, you bought down gather to the intel yeah. and then yeah. sit down this, and figure out what you're going to do. This yeah. campaign feels like Shadowrun. See, that's the thing I space. love about Shadowrun is yeah. that 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 procedure. I love God that forbid shift. that you don't say that. Oh yeah, we bought walkie talkies because the GM will say, "Well, you guys, how are you communicating? Well, we use walkie talkies. You, I don't see that on mm-hmm. your list. Mm-hmm. You suck." Yeah. Great, we say and start brainstorming ideas on how to get on board stealthily, peacefully. Us. Well, we could try to forge passes and sneak onto the ship. My guy has forgery skill. Okay, roll for it. GM. No. Oh, no. I, I misread that situation. Yes, Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're, you're a fair and equal GM who likes to encourage their players. But, but no. clearly not as good a GM because, ah. you know. Right. I, I think yeah, Jim might right. be right. I'm not, I'm not running con games. No. He's, he's GMing at Gen Con. Yes. Yeah. The best four days in the Right. Days in My How mistake. How <laughs> mistake. dare you, sir? My mistake. No, you don't have passes or anything that could allow you to do that, says the GM. <laughs> Us. Well, we could try to dress up like Imperials, a maintenance crew, or even some free traders to at least get us in. Oh, yeah, roll disguise. Everybody's got to eat, right? Roll disguise. No. No. Oh. no. What's wrong with you? Have you not figured this out yet? I'm, I'm terrible at this. I'm the worst GM. <laughs> Evidently, you've never played this version of Star Wars before. You right. don't have any uniforms, nor could you fake any paperwork or anything like that. Right? That even would be impossible. You, yes. that would, yeah, that's impossible. Nobody even can though do you that. have forgery. Even right. though you have forgery skills, you can't fake that paperwork. You can't actually make that roll because you have the right. skill. No. Us. My mistake. Well, I guess we can fly up there and get captured. Yes. GM. Yes. Yeah. So we fly up there, get tractor beams. See, that's how you run a game. My mistake. My mistake. I I yield the floor. (laughs) I yield my time. I'm glad you're getting wisdom out of the show. Yep. I'm I'm learning. I'm going to make some notes. (laughs) Just say no. Just say no. no. He actually did. He actually just wrote down no. Just an say exclamation no. Exclamation point. I, I will warn you now, you have Gina and Kimmy in that game. 
I may need this. They will bite off pieces of you and spit you out to the dogs. <laughs> you're like, no, 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 no. Hold on. You don't know what I'm into. <laughs> don't judge. You can't be judgy. I, I wasn't judgy. I was just warning you. Just, you know, fair warning. You know. Best GM ever, Nancy Reagan. Just say no. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> is rude because it should be just say no thank you. Right. Because somebody is offering you something and you should say right, no thank right. you. So we fly up there, get tractor beam into the Imperial facility, and as soon as we encounter any Imperial forces, we just immediately auto-fail all attempts to talk to them and combat ensues. A couple of us attempt to, uh, to fight... I don't see why this is any different than me doing anything. <laughs> well, yeah, but you had a chance to roll... <laughs> And, and you roll and the just, way you do. Yeah. A couple of us attempt to fight a little with very little assistance from the GM or other players. And, th- and then it gets us to the level 20 guy's turn and suddenly he's somehow performing about 12 actions as opposed to one mm. that each of the rest of us are doing. That, that's how West End Games was written. Oh, that's, no kidding. Yeah, okay. they, they took that from... It was very much a Shadowrun model, actually, if you look at it, because Shadowrun is like, if you had whatever, then you subtract 10 from your... Initiative, and you could go again if there was more. Oh, okay. And then right. you would keep stepping down like that. And the D six West fucked up mechanic, by the way. Oh yeah, it totally is. This is the worst. It, but it, it makes it makes combat run into hours, and it really yeah. only is like thirty seconds. Yeah, it's I like agree. celerity and vampire. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, story. Well, no, no, because celerity actually makes the game move faster. You can actually do a bunch of stuff and move on. With shadow run, like it, it dies quicker. It gets with incremental. Yeah. It certainly fifth, resolves fifth combat edition, faster. Fifth edition yeah. stripped out the step right. initiative. Rule. Yeah. Um, uh, about twelve actions as opposed to one the rest of it take, where he single handedly takes out an entire squad of stormtroopers. The one time I get a chance to shoot at someone, I get asked, "Well." Are you using stun or lethal? With no prompting as to why I'd choose one or the other. Because it's the first time you ever play it, right? You're Not right. knowing any better, I said lethal. Right. Since I'm like just, it just seems the most reasonable for an empire-hating character. Sure. After I make my rolls, they then explain, Oh, if you had used stun instead, of in, instead, it would have been about four times as effective. Of course it would. What, what part of... What? The what part? part did, how does that work? This is, this is shades well, of... Well, Shadowrun sure, game I played what last What part of never played before? Right, right. It, yep. Are they missing? It's just totally Shadowrun. Would have been nice to know that yeah, beforehand. Totally getting but, it. But okay, let's learn. How does that work? I want to run Shadowrun for you. I had a really bad experience. I can, yeah, I can't blame you. Most people run it poorly. Where did Shadowrun? I, run I would love start? to play in a Shadowrun game. Con. By the way, I would love. To. Maybe we'll do it after read, Renfair. I can't read the, the. I tried reading you the 20th anniversary book, and yeah. it's a hot mess. But the art's fantastic. Oh, it's it, it's beautiful. It's a pretty book. It is. Uh, the module continues like this, with everyone except the level 20 guy being completely superfluous, and all attempts at anything other than a direct attack and or directly quoting lines from the movies leads to a complete oh, shutdown no. by the GM. No, no, I no. thought they smelled bad. This, this hurts On my the outside. How <laughs> oh, are you hit? <laughs> Scruffy looking This hurts. Oh, you hit. About 20 minutes from the end of the sessions, our seventh group member meets back up with us and tries just sitting there silently with the rest of us until we're done. The GM, however, is having none of it and requires him to leave the table so that he doesn't learn about the secret twist at the end of the module. Oh, dear. Yeah. The module you can buy this, or even read online. That one? This... Okay despite the fact that none of us have any interest in playing the system again yeah. and don't care how the module ends at this point. Yes. Additionally, since this is Gen Con, 
Um, we had, we, and we had pre-registered for the event. The seventh group member had literally paid to be in the session already. Oh. Again, we didn't push it because we didn't. We just wanted to get out of there at this point. <laughs> Shut up! Don't talk to him. Just keep going. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Our, Don't you, make this last any you, longer. You know what? If you're if a con game is this bad, you can always just gather up your shit and, and leave. Walk. Oh yep. yeah. Take a hike. Yeah. Yeah, walk, walk away, go get a snack. But they paid for it. It's like, it's, I know, but I'm not going to pay and suffer. Right, like, exactly. I'm going to cut my losses. I will yeah. have wasted money and have fun doing something else. Look, you'd be getting a blowjob with a woman that has a, a big herpes sore. And at some point you're like, yeah, but it's still, it's still a blowjob. So. No, 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 this no, is no. not still a blowjob. Right, okay. This is not still a blowjob. Right. This is like buying tickets to, to see a horrible concert. Okay. Like a horrible But band. they pay money. Yeah. I've walked out of movies. I, yeah, I, I, I have. So have I. So yeah. have I. I've walked out of concerts. And, um, yeah. What was the Andrew Dice Clay film? He Ford Fairlane. Ford, oh, Fairlane. Ford oh, Fairlane. Yeah. Walked Jesus. out. It's like this is a piece of shit. Batman and Robin. No, fantastic movie. What? Wrong. Totally wrong. No, what? No, no. Best movie ever. All right. Look, we have to be able to separate liking something and calling it good. <laughs> He's got a good point. Point and, taken. And we might need to separate our homophobic <laughs> fantasies from one another. I, I love the movie Speed, but I know it's not good. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. But This is bad and hateful. But campy is its own flavor of good. It is. It is. Yeah. It is, in fact. And Batman, Batman and Robin was not campy. Batman and Robin was shitty. Oh, Batman and Robin. I thought you were talking about the Batman movie from the... From the, the no, the, the Batman no, and Robin from movie. From the 90s. Oh, no, 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 yeah. sorry. no, you were defending Val Kilmer and... Uh, no, I, yeah. that, that no, you is were. not what I intended oh, to do. That's what that is doing. not what I intended oh, to do. Oh, I see. It's alternate facts now. Yes. Okay. No, oh, I thought I, I thought you said because you said I thought you said the Batman movie. No, I said oh. Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Everybody, I rescind what I said. I rescind what I said. Um, uh, I just want to get out of there at this point. Our group member, what our group member is a good sport and goes to sit in the corner reading a book for a few minutes while the big twist comes. Said big twist is, of course. That nothing we did in the module has any bearing on anything due to the giant piece of Deus Ex Machina swooping in. Dun dun. Fuck dun. yeah! What a brilliant idea. Um, it sounds to me like the guy sitting in the corner actually got the better deal of it. He did. He actually got to read a he book. He got to read a book. Yes. Yep. <laughs> the extra silly thing is that later on that weekend, we played in a couple of sessions of D&D 5e organized, run directly by Wizards of the Coast, who were happy to bend their generally rigid rules to allow us to play with seven players instead of the normal six and allowed us to attempt to plenty of out-of-the-box problem-solving. Good on them, yeah, right? That's, yeah. That's rare. I, that's yeah. right. That's not the stories I've heard. Well, so. I... Uh, I've, I've when, heard good when, things from Wizards of the Coast people. Of course they're going to give yeah. you what they're, they're going to tell you no, how no, awesome no, they mean, are. People and who've f- had good experiences with Wizards of the Coast DMs. And 5e is a move toward... A, a more narrative based yeah role playing centric yes yeah. versus R O L L playing right yeah someone Fair actually enough. suggested an alternate for R O L E and R O L L I don't remember what they called it dicers and something I don't remember douchebags that should be a podcast that's D and D dicers and douchebags just just goes to show you that anyone can be an asshole Steve mm. from SoCal the grimace on the forum there you go that's a horror story yeah. 
dude, I'm I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, to that's you that's horrible. That that sucks balls. That does. Listen, all you, of them. We, we all need bad games to make us appreciate the yeah. good ones. Yeah, right? and we all need the bad games to drive us to the podcast like this, where we can at least. Try to guide you towards the light. Because yep. there are people that labor under these bad games thinking that that's the norm. Yeah. And that I cannot like, like abide Like this guy by. who's hijacking that campaign with his weird-ass characters. His a- apparently he knows yeah. the GM. This is their game. This is their right. norm. Right. That's the standard that right. they attain to. Yeah. And and that ain't right. They shouldn't have to deal with but, that. But the other thing is, I, I, I agree with Stu. I think that pe- we as gamers... Need to learn that if this is a shitty game, get up and walk away. Right. Because when you stay there till the end, you're just you're just enabling. You're just enabling it, <laughs> and you're making that guy think, "Well, I'm going to run again later." I did a good Woo-hoo, job. I did a good job. Okay, I would say that's that. That is what we should do as hosts of the show. Listeners of the show need to stay and write it down as an email and send it. Yes, <laughs> I <can. laughs> That's right. And you know what? Don't pay any attention to me because if you do. There won't be a show anymore because we don't have any content. I, I, I just love a good horror story. And it's mm. true. We all have to suffer through them. I mean, just Don't listen to Tim because why would you want to anyway? Why would you want to listen to me anyway? I mean, wow. I mean, if you're and listening I, to me, you I, have bigger problems. I <laughs> sat through that whole Shadowrun game and everything went wrong. It ran long. He was a douche and everything. And I sat there and I, and I felt, I kept saying to myself, I should get up and leave. But I got nothing else see, to I, do. I, there was nothing. There's nothing pressing after that. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit and see how this works. From, its from way what out. I read of the setting, I think, I think it can be a fantastic fucking uh, game. I think so too. Sure, but I, I can't figure out how to run the game by reading the book. Well, <laughs> most of the game <laughs> is about prepping ahead of time. And here's the thing: if you have an adversarial GM, he won't tell you what it is you need. He'll say, "Oh, where did you get? To? Give me a list, right?" And it's like, so well, if you miss if the you, walkie-talkies, if you get a little yes, Andy, as a GM, you can. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you can. Now, or if you're a fan of your you, players, right. you can actually. You just you just need a nice Andy. Yes. <laughs> right. A, a friendly GM gives a nice Andy. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. Totally sure kind of like shifting that, gears a little hot. bit. Um, we're playing in a, a campaign of Blades in the Dark, which is, is steampunk, gothic, fantasy kind of thing, where you are. You start out as street level criminals, and you're trying to make a name for yourself. Mm. Okay, but inst- it totally the game very specifically does not want you to go through and and plan out your 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 heist. What you do is you start and you just go, just go into it, and then when you get into it, you go. You know, it would re- be really handy if we had a potion to do this. Mm-hmm. Flashback. Oh. Um- Leverage, the Cortex yeah, yeah. game, has a mechanic has a in there for doing that. that. Yeah. Shadowrun can be played that way, yeah. and arguably should be. It's just, I, I like it because what it, I've seen a lot of cases where you had that, that planning phase where they just get totally mired down. That's most Analysis paralysis. Kurt ran a heist game, Kurt Hanna ran Kurt a heist Hanna. game, and he gave him a time limit. He's like, okay, here's the problem. You've gathered, you've made all your rolls. Here's all of the intel that you guys were able to gather. Yeah. You have 40 minutes. Well, you know. Figure out what your plan is. At, you know, it is now, you know, a quarter after, you know, 10. We started at 9. It's quarter after 10. You have until ele- until 11. Because you have to execute the plan. Right. Yeah. You're going to need an hour for yeah, that. Because at 11 o'clock, their plans are going to go into, are going to, right. to happen. Mm-hmm. So if you have not... Started at eleven. 
Good morning, Mr. Phelps. <laughs> you have a mission. Either you choose to accept it or not. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's it. Should Woot! That's all we got. Oh, we, we should play a song, though. Uh, uh, no, I'll play a song. Yeah, it has to be the... No, you can't play a ninja. I don't know. What, I, 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 I think I've got that here. I have it here. It's an intro, but I'll play it anyway. Okay. Uh, but i got to play the anthem first. Of course. Intros or outros, dogs, cats. Master Stereo. Yes. Thank you for joining us for season 18, episode 19 of Happy Jacks <laughs> RPG Podcast. No, 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 19. My name is Stu. Stork. Jason. Probably Tim. Jeb. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next week, Friday, 8 p.m. Pacific time. We'll be there. You should too. Happy Jacks at live. Uh, that's it. Thank you for joining us, and we'll leave you the song. of the Angry Folk Media Empire. May I have your attention, please? You are listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. The following show may be explicit. I said no, you can't play a ninja. This is an old west game, and they didn't have ninjas. But the year is 1869, and there are historical records indicating there were ninjas. In fucking Japan, not in the old west. I said no.